Hello and welcome to the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe. Uh, I forgot to put the number in. <laughs> that was weird. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of The Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by drummer Matt. Say hello. Yeah, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it, just like, <laughs> And I'm also joined by Wibblet. Say hello. Hello. I'm not I'm not sure what, what kind of upset me more, the fact you did it in the wrong order, or that when you said Matt's name, you were you said bejoined. <laughs> Yeah, that's how you know it's like a mirror universe episode because you know joined is pronounced bejoined. This, this is where we're starting. Yeah, this is this is this is how we're meaning to go on. Yes. Okay. Good. good. So some general stuff. Y'all know. You'll remember how Warhammer Fest was last weekend. It was. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that way later on. So stay tuned. So you have to listen to our bullshit first. Ha ha. <laughs> But yeah, apart from that, how are you lovely gentlemen today? Apart from, you know, bejoining us. Um, let's, let's move on from that. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm good. I'm not sure you're good, though, Snipe. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Never been better. Something's going wrong. We're not quite sure what yet. Oh, but it's, honestly, that's I just like it, me for a while. It's been one of those days. I told you before we recorded, but when you first did start the Skype call, I had a minor panic because I'd forgotten whether I needed to press the big green button or the big red button to answer the Skype call. This is going to be a good episode, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I blame it on basically me going troppo because it's kind of been suddenly 18 degrees over here for no reason and just out of nowhere. It's really bizarre. I'm fine with it being warm, like, it's just when it's, it's just when warm it out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like fucking frosted like if, like three, four days ago and pissing it down with rain and now it's just like fucking nearly 20 degrees. Sod off the weather. <laughs> I'm heckin' done with you. So, wibble it. Just a little bit. You're never gonna get bored of that, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What have you been up to, dear? I have been up to a couple of things. So, Are you going to tell us? No, no, I'm not going to. All right. Um, so I've been playing a bit of um, Destiny 2 again. Um, okay. Playing through its... It's not its most recent expansion, I don't think. Because I think there's been a few since, even if there have been little ones. But it's, it's it's the one where all the trailers show Cade being shot. Oh, is, <laughs> is that the one where they couldn't afford Nathan Fillion anymore? Apparently not, but whoever does his voice is very good at doing a Nathan Fillion voice. Oh, cool. So, um but yeah, I've been playing through that. Um... I think you just have to talk with your eyebrows. <laughs> like Care you... to explain what you meant by that? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've been playing through that. I'm currently going through... It's. I'm still relatively early on. I've just been kind of picking at it here and there. And I'm going through a, a section which is kind of a cool conceit where you have to take down these various mini-bosses. Um, and they're, they're progressively harder, so you go through and do like a little quest to track them down, deal with their minions, and, and fight them. I uh, can't. What was the last one I did? It's like the executioner or something like that. Um, but he was the last one I killed, and yeah, um, there's been a lot of rebalancing and a lot of changing around of things since I last played it. So like, 
you don't have to have your bank just literally full of all the weapons that you that you want to keep hold of because now they're just in like a global thing that you can just regenerate if you need to so good quality of life upgrade yeah yeah mm. cause it, it, it saves you know the old wow problem which they also solve by a similar kind of mean means of yeah making it so once you've had something then you can just make it again if you need to as opposed to yeah having to have your bank full of bullshit um <laughs> so that's good I still have a bank full of bullshit. Well, yeah. And I have two slots of voice storage full of bullshit. I, it's difficult to get over the hoarding ways in those kind of games. Well, I just... If I fucking... I tanked that boss with my eyes shut, because at the time I was deathly terrified of spiders, so I think I owned that fucking knife. Oh, yeah. You know, there's certain things you keep for, for um, sentimental value rather than for their, you know, actual value. But, yeah, Destiny 2... Um, Still enjoying it. Okay, I'm intrigued to hit... I was enjoying it until at some point, fairly arbitrarily, I hit a brick wall of not being able to get any better items. And then I kind of just was like, oh, well, I'm done with this now. and just stop playing, like, cold turkey. Yeah, I think that's just a looty-shooty thing. Um, or just yeah, looty but, anything. Well, it's because it's... An, fundamentally, it's built around the same kind of thing as an MMO. So you get to yeah. a certain point, and then you've got to be doing multiplayer... Um, stuff to be able to get yourself above that. Like once you get to the end of the, I can, I, I'm just going to call them dungeons because I never remember the real name for them. <laughs> yeah. Let's call them instances. It's more um, of a blanket term. But you go and do those with like a couple of people, and once you've done those, and then maybe done the slightly harder ones, then you've got like a very defined kind of level, uh, like um, how high your your gear is, unless you want to go and do raids and stuff, which you need to obviously get a bunch of people together for. Um, and I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> but it's a pity, because I just, I just generally quite enjoy just going around shooting shit. So Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed playing it when I was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from Destiny 2, I also finally caught up with the latest season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Was that the season that you didn't know was out? Yeah, because basically I've been watching Netflix like a hawk, but at some point in some brief time when I stopped paying super close attention they released the season that I was waiting for you blinked and, and then they were like hee hee and so then they hadn't it, it, it never said the thing on it that said new episodes so I didn't realise it had updated and then I actually I actually just felt like watching some of the old series because I was like oh what are we talking about sorry I think I missed you saying uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia ah yes 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 sorry did you think that was just a statement he was making <laughs> yeah because yeah. you never know with Wiblet <laughs> No, apparently um, I just phased out for a second. Do, <laughs> please continue. It's one of those episodes. So I just completely missed it and updated. And I went back to look at it because I just fancied like, watching some of the old episodes to see how they sort of compare because it had been ages since I watched the, the early ones. And then I noticed that, oh, by the way, season 13 was added. I was like, yes, oh. good. Uh, so I watched through that. Um, and I will say it is really interesting to watch a show grow because... Like, Always Sunny does get by on a lot of kind of um, edgy humour. But unlike most shows that do edgy humour, it actually knows... It knows where the lines actually are. It knows where it shouldn't make jokes. um, Because it's just kind of a bit tasteless. And it also knows... And it's also, like, got better about a lot of things over time. Which is just... It's just really interesting to watch how it's kind of changed... um, from, I mean, hell, however long ago it was that it started, because it's been going for a while now, I mean, 13 seasons, so that's yeah. that's a lot. And especially, uh, so, 
it's, it's, the season's been out for a long time, so I feel I can kind of give away this a little bit. But in the series, right at, right at the end, uh, so there is an episode in which the character of Mac, who is unreasonably buff this season, for a joke. Because the actor that <laughs> plays him just likes to either get, like, either gain a lot of weight or. Muscle mass. Incredibly muscular as a joke. Because, Jesus, <laughs> I wish my body was that fucking malleable. And by that, I mean that kind of thing is not achievable by normal human means. You oh, need okay. to be a fucking millionaire in order to be able to afford a live in fucking trainer. <laughs> Basically. And, like, a fucking army of fucking gourmet chefs that can make kale taste amazing. I mean, he said pretty much that on Instagram, didn't he? He did. One point. He was taking the piss, and I was like, dude, I love you. Um,. <laughs> Because he was like, I don't know why everyone doesn't... It's like, God, you're just lazy if you don't look like this. You know, all it takes is like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, waking up at 5am every day, never <laughs> eating anything you like, like doing, <laughs> de- like dedicating six hours every day to working out. I mean, fucking seriously, anyone who doesn't do this is just a lazy slob. And I'm like, thank you for finally fucking saying it. <laughs> Jesus. But, um... But yeah, so the character that he plays um, came out as gay a couple of seasons ago. Uh, but basically, all the characters knew this um, because uh, they're all bad people. None of them react in a pleasant way. Well, um, they're not well, they supposed just, to be good people. Yeah, well, so. they just react like, yeah, we know. And then just move on because that's always sunny. Everyone's a narcissist. Um, but the last episode is about him trying to find his, his place in the gay community. And he realises what he actually has to do is come out to his father, who's in prison. And so, due to a series of things, it basically ends up with a the last eight minutes of like a 24-minute long show, because it's like half-hour American TV yeah, blocks. Yeah. Um, like, the last eight minutes of it are an interpretive dance number. Done 100% sincerely, shot cinematically, doesn't end on a joke. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd, seen cli- I'd seen clips from this used in various like video essays and things. Because Danny DeVito's in Cause it. Because Dan- you see Danny DeVito just with tears in his eyes watching this, this beautiful dance. And I'd, for ages, just thought it was an indie movie he'd done recently. <laughs> um, because it's shot like a movie. Like you know, the type of cinematography used, and then I and then I, I think the last time I saw the clip, I was like, "Wait a minute, no, that's Mac who's dancing. What is this from Always Sunny? I need to see that latest season. What the fuck happens?" And now I've seen it. And it's like, "Wow, that's a thing." It's actually kind of quite heartwarming how it it, it plays out. It's really quite nice because yeah, like right at the end, right at the end, because like part of the thing is um, Danny DeVito's character, who's Frank. Um, he he's like, look, you know, I just I don't understand the gay thing at all. I just I just don't get it. But you know, uh, basically, only reason he's trying to help him is because they need him to dance on their pride float so that they can get um, the um, LGBT audience into their bar because they're bad people. They're bad, people. and that's all they care. That's all they care about. And they need him because he's their one genuine gay. Um, that sounds pretty corporate, yeah. Yeah, um, but it, it ends up being actually kind of sincere, and, and at the end, he's just got tears in his eyes, just going, "I get it, I get it." 
See, you told me that when we were like walking to the shops the other day, and I I nearly fucking yeah. cried. I'm like, oh my god, that's so lovely. And Dan Vito's a good enough actor to pull that off, and it come across as like really sincere. Like I say, it was just nice, and it was just I wasn't expecting it. Hmm. Um, which is yeah, always something's a weird show. It. <laughs> It's also because I've known a few people who've tried to watch it and they watch like the first se- uh, first few episodes and like this isn't very good. Um, I'd say second season is where Danny DeVito comes into it and that's where it gets a lot better. I love Danny DeVito also because it kind of re- it does kind of use edgy humor a lot. The nastiness of that edgy humor is a lot more nasty in the earlier ones because mm, okay. well it was a while ago. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask how how if it is using that edgy sort of stuff how the old stuff holds up. Some of it doesn't very well, but even the um, writers have like directly um, addressed this, like saying, "Yeah, we don't use that language anymore um, because oh, we realise how hateful it is." Yeah, yeah, oh, good. Um, oh, even good. even at certain points, there is a slur used in a very early episode, and it in a clip show they did in the last season, which is sort of a weird meta clip show um, episode. They show a clip from that episode, and when the slur is dropped, it's just beeped out. Yeah, oh, okay. In, you know what that is? Growth. Yes. Um, so that was yeah. Um, I have one. I have one more question about it. Yes. The character Frank. Yes. All I know about him, apart from him being Danny DeVito, is, is he has a magnum either, door. He's either in jail behind bars or trapped in a climbing frame behind bars. He is. Trapped is he in just a always frame. trapped in places? <laughs> I mean, not always, but it's not exactly a single time thing either. There's one time that he is. Uh, trapped naked inside a sofa, and he the drama mat's like he breaks his way out, being birthed by the sofa. I've seen an inter- I've seen an internet. Video. This man is my hero. Yeah, um, yeah it's you see, basically um, always sunny is a show to watch if you have ever wanted to see Danny DeVito either in his pants or with his ass out. Okay. <laughs> You know what I do want to see Danny DeVito as? I want to see him because he's five foot tall. Yeah. I want to see him with hair and I want to see him with six foot long legs. I want to see Bayonetta <laughs> Danny DeVito. Well, I, you're I only... in luck. You're in luck. That, oh. is, that is in season uh, season 13. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And it's... i got to watch it. <laughs> That's not because I told you about that scene or anything. <laughs> I just love the idea of him having fucking Bayonetta <laughs> legs and sitting there like... Yeah, this is how I always look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's imagining him. He's like yeah. remembering something, and like everyone's isn't isn't it? Like everyone's like, why do you have like six foot long legs and a hair? And he's like, that's just you know, that's just how tall people look. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, basically. And I'm like, I have never related to something so hard. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so um, I I like Always Sunny, but they, it does rely on sort of edgy humour. Um, so especially the early seasons, if you do want to go watch it, just be aware of that. Okay. Um, but it gets better, and it's in especially as it went on, it tended to the edgy humour was used to make a punchline of bad people rather than you know the people who would normally be affected by that sort of thing. So yeah. Um, I actually saw a, a, um, a uh, video essay, I think it was by Jack Sane, who was pointing out that Always Sunny is a show that is, in a lot of ways, sort of similar to Friends, except it's probably going to age better. Because... Well, I mean, the thing with Always Sunny is that from the off, it's like, hey, look at these terrible fucking people. Whereas Friends is just like, 
oh, these aren't literally the fucking scum of society. <laughs> I don't know oh, if I go that far, but yeah, some friend. of them are Okay, bad. Ross is literally the devil. I mean, he is such a prick. He is a bit of a dick. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, not a good person. Um, Remember that episode where he literally is like screaming and crying and running around like shouting at people because his son played with a doll once? Yeah. Remember, remember that episode where they were looking for a uh, a nanny for for like his kid and a guy nanny showed up and he spent the whole time going, "You have to be gay. No man could ever want to be a nanny." Yeah. You remember that episode? Like, yeah, you just yeah, keep yeah. fucking going but, on. The, but this is the point that was being made in the, the video <laughs> I say was that um, aside from the fact that in especially early Friends, there's a lot of there's a lot of like um, jokes that wouldn't play well today, shall we say? Um, I remember but, uh, Chandler's quote unquote dad. Yeah, that was gross. Um, but there's a lot of. When when it addresses issues, it never has anything to say about them. They're just there as a punchline. Whereas Always Sunny, despite relishing in edgy stuff, it always has something to say about these things. So it's probably going to age better because it was it had something to say. It wasn't just dropping something that was kind of a casual um, bigotry and then just kind of having that as a joke. It would drop those. But then it would at least it was framed in a way of that the people that did that were bad people. So at least there was even in its even in its most casual way it was it still sort of has more to say about it. So it's my, it's probably going to age over time better than Friends does. Because I've heard Friends can be quite rough to watch in places these days. Yeah. Because um, yeah, some of it's a bit. I mean, like, it, it is like it is way older than Always Sunny as well. So yeah, that's, that, that's that, the that point. That is a big yeah. kind of factor as well. I, that, that was with that in mind of that once Always Sunny mm. reaches the same age because it started a few years afterwards. Because yeah, some yeah. people do consider that sort of a bit of a. In a way, it's it's the closest thing to Dark Friends. friends. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's friends. It's friends, but you're you're not supposed to like any of them. It's like fucking. At least the one idea of... of dark friends. <laughs> it's just like it's like you know they're basically in the underdark, being super evil. It's bizarro world friends. Like Joey's, yeah. like his hunger is insatiable for babies, <laughs> and like Monica works at the flaying factory or something. I don't know. I can't remember which one Monica is. I think she was the chef. Actually, she cooks babies, <laughs> and then Ross is exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like this fucking evil cave with boiling blood, and they're like, "There's just the screams of the damned." And he walks in, and goes, "You would not believe the day I had today." And he's just like, he dressed exactly the same. He's he's just he's exactly the same. And I'm like, "Yeah, no, that that is what I want. I want like evil friends or whatever." What? It's Good. amazing. Some some TV executive with billions of dollars to just give me to exist. Please hire me and throw money. And also at give me. us David Schwimmer's number. Yeah, because like I'm sure he's a great guy, but like Ross as a character is abysmal. Yeah. Um, but moving on from that, uh, I have one last little thing to talk about, uh, which is that I went to go and see a band with my dad. Oh yes, um, yes, that came out of the blue. Yeah, it kind of did because um, he f- he kind of sent me a text message and was like, "Hey, I just looked it up, and we can go and see the band Wheatus for two pounds fifty in Birmingham. Do you want to go see it?" And then you were like, "Yeah." Why was, was it only two pounds fifty? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I went to go see Wheatus, uh, the band famous for singing the song "Teenage Dirtbag," 
which was many years ago. Which was released to tie in with the film Loser that literally no one except me has seen. Yeah, I've never, I've literally never met anyone but you who's seen it. Yeah, no, you're one's the seen only it. person I've, I've I've met who has. It's it's a teenage movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't remember anything particularly good or particularly bad about it, but it was a long time ago that I saw it. Yeah. Also, the um, the music video that's made with the actors from the movie has nothing to do with, nor contains any, does not contain any clips <laughs> from the movie. So it's it's like an old they're like, in the same movie tie-in video game where the story is literally the yeah they're so different. They're dressed up as the characters, but it doesn't follow the plot or anything. <laughs> okay. So okay. it's it's weird. Um, but yeah, so went and went and saw those, and yeah, they they were pretty good actually. Um, <laughs> some slightly surreal moments because um, I'd not I've not listened to any Wheaters since listening to their their first album, which, which had was their first. Yeah, album. I think that's yeah. universally true. Yeah, which had you know teenage <laughs> dirtbag and a little respect on it and things like that. I, I actually really like that cover. It's really sweet. Yeah, a little respect cover's good. It's good. Uh, they did play that. Which is quite cool. good. Nice. I know you recorded a little bit of it for me. Yeah, because I know she really liked that song. Thank you. Um, and I was shocked how because they still play loads of songs off that first album, and how many of them I remembered quite clearly. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, yeah, I remember this one. Um, although the really weird one is, so on their first album, they have a song called "Punk Ass Bitch." Now, <laughs> what makes that song surreal is that. That song was used with changed lyrics for the Jackie Chan Adventures cartoon. <laughs> but with the words punk ass bitch replaced with Jackie Chan. <laughs> that, 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 that is amazing. That has always weirded me out. But when the, so people, cause, uh, people were shouting out songs to play because they at least pretended they didn't have a set list. Um, <laughs> so when everyone shouted out every one of their songs, they could go, yes, we're going to play that one. Um, Shh. Spoiling the magic. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they did it legit. I don't know, but I I, I know they, what. They, everyone knows that the coolest bands put their songs in pieces of paper and then in a hat and just offer it to the audience. Like the best bands do that. <laughs> I don't know what band could have ever done that. Not our band. <laughs> um, but when people, so people were shouting for punk ass bitch, or they were insulting the lead singer. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> And he said, okay, look, the bassist who wrote that song hasn't been in the band for 20 years. Yikes. But we will play the Jackie Chan version, <laughs> so they play the Jackie Chan theme too. <laughs> um, which is just a bit surreal. But yeah, um, so I saw that, and, you know, they also, because they, of course, played Teenage Dirtbag, which they played at the very end, that was their, their last song. Um, which make, makes sense, and it's seemingly they're a bit better about it than they used to be. Cause cause I remember they used to be quite uh, cranky about it, which understandably. I, I heard that they they used when they played live, they used to only play like half the song because they were sick of playing it. I get it. Uh, whereas now they kind of really relish in playing it, uh, oh, no, which is I'm nice glad, to see. I'm glad that you know they're, they're a bit more comfortable yeah. with it. Yeah. Also, the lead singer has dicko levels of fucking about between songs. Oh Jesus! Um, so are other band members like? <laughs> Scuffing him upside the back of the head, just being like, "Fucking get on with it," and which is why Dicko only starts one song. <laughs> Dick, uh, the, um, the the bassist was scowling at him a lot. I, <laughs> I feel that bassist on a fucking spiritual. Level. But I also feel that might just be the bassist's general demeanor, anyway. Okay, that is a like the bassist glower is just something um, that you you have. But the the, the, the thing I want to mention, because obviously you know, I, I enjoy I enjoyed the show. If you do get a chance to go see him, uh, they're pretty good. 
Um, they, they were uh, worth the two pounds fifty. They're worth the two pounds fifty. Only a like fifty mm. minute car ride. Yeah, that was a bit weird. But um, oh, the lead singer also has a custom guitar where it's a um, a uh, electroacoustic that has F holes rather than a big. Um, oh, so he fancy and classic. No, no, but but rather than the big um, sound hole. Um, the big O hole. Big sound hole is what I'm going to call it. I don't actually know what they're called. I realise O holes. Um, Drama Matt, it's an O hole. Tell him. Yeah, I think I am literally making it up, but oh, I just okay. like the sound. I, I was I just know. like, I want to trick Wib into well, thinking anyway, something. When you look at like a violin or um, a lot of hollow body guitars, the things that are like F's in them are literally called F holes. Which is yeah, yeah. Honestly, speaking as someone who's been a musician for a while, that never stops being it's funny. It's hilarious. Um, so, oh no! He has a custom one that the F holes are the wheatest W. Okay, that's really cool. Which is just kind of neat. Oh um, no! Anyway. I, I dropped my pick in my F hole. I know. Um, but... At least they're not S-holes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that he, he has, like, W-holes. You should, we should start a band that begins with A, so then we can get a custom guitar made with A-holes. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, I think it should be B-holes. Because <laughs> A is already a band. Yeah, no, we don't have to call the band A, it just has to begin with A. Okay. The well, band name could be A, but not that A. <laughs> In brackets, not that A. Do you know why the band A is called A? Because it would make it apparently impossible to pirate, which, trust no, me. No, that wasn't the reason. It was so they would appear first in, like, alphabetized shells. Then, then they should have had, like, three A's. <laughs> yeah. It, no, they no, should it, have just been called A. Ah. It worked, but then there's bands like 36 Crazy Fists that ruin that because numbers what? always go before them. Yeah, you, you go one, 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 A. <laughs> And then you can have one, 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 one a-holes. <laughs> anyway, the last thing I, wanted, I, I, wanted, I meant to mention was, yeah, uh, when they got to play Teenage Dirtbag, uh, there was that thing that I always... A lot of my favourite, like, memories of gigs comes from when you go see a band and... You get punched in the back of the head because you're a Scar gig. And that's the thing that actually happens at Scar gigs. It doesn't happen at Scar gigs. I know. That Scar was gigs are joke. really nice. They're really nice. Like, Generally speaking. If you fall over, they'll, everyone will stop and pick you up and be friends with like, you. It doesn't matter how vicious, the, uh, uh, how vicious the mosh pit is. They'll stop and help you up. Yeah. Um, at like, least in all uh, Scar gigs I've been to. Um, but yeah, <laughs> some of my favourite memories for gigs uh, from gigs is where a song is played and literally <laughs> every... Sorry. I'll start that sentence again. Because my favourite part of gigs is when a song That's is not where the sentence ends! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> my favourite memories is when a song is played and... <laughs> everyone in the crowd sings along to every single word of a particular song. Um, because there's just something really nice about that of people being so into it that you know you you can hear every line every line sing you can hear the crowd behind you it. You can hear how collectively people cannot fucking stay in tune. <laughs> I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that is that is a good. You should get, if you've ever seen Coheed and Cambria live, like all of the audience all sings all the like background harmonies. It's, oh, it's nice! Just, like properly eerie. I've it's never actually cool. seen Coheed. That's uh, yeah, I've seen them always meant embarrassingly large number of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because um, so normally, like I think the most I've seen it with is like when I go see Streetlight Manifesto because not because they're the biggest band in the world, but their fans tend mm. to be a little bit yeah. obsessive, very I, dedicated. <laughs> yes, um, which yes. I say as very Can't obsessive believe. Streetlight. Yeah, I but mean, yeah, you, you, so you go to one of their gigs and. 
the entire crowd is singing along to nearly every word of nearly every song. And that's just, I don't know, there's just a really nice atmosphere. It's created by yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah, when it got to Teenage Dirtbag, literally everyone there was singing along to it. It was just really kind of nice. And then it gets to the little quiet bit where it's the, um, like, you know, the, um, like, recontextualized um, chorus part where the the object of the protagonist's affection comes to him and brings him tickets to Iron Maiden. You know why that's in there? Because mm. we just fucking love Iron Maiden. Yeah. I remember reading a, an interview with them in Kerrang. That's, that fucking shows how old I am. Yeah. And they were like... Uh, the, the, the interviewer just kept asking them questions like, oh, would you rather like save your mum from crocodiles or go and meet Iron Maiden? And they were like, oh, actually, that's a difficult one. <laughs> I was like, shit, okay, these guys really like Iron Maiden, Jesus, okay. Um, but the part that made it kind of funny is so that he gets to that part and um, the singer just kind of goes, okay, do you want to sing this bit? And so the whole crowd just sings that Everyone's bit. Everyone's trying to sing no, no, falsetto. They, they, they do it fine up until that little bit right at the end, the little ooh-ooh-ooh part on the end of Ooh. it. Because yeah. that's in falsetto and crowds can't do falsetto. <laughs> No, but it is fun to hear them try. <laughs> it's it's cause it was really kind of it was like that nice kind of like gang vocal kind of thing going yeah. on. This huge crowd singing it. Even people that are out of tune, it doesn't make it doesn't matter because there's enough people in tune that it kind of covers it all up. Not sounds kind of fun, and it just gets this little bit at the end that no one can do, so it just sounds <laughs> awful, which is really fun. Um, and then they go and play the rest of it. But yeah, um, that that was really kind of nice, and it was uh, it's. I always like it when you see a band that's got like a notorious like one hit wonder sort of thing and they relish it. Electric Six do the same thing with Gay Electric Bar. Electric Six take the piss with Gay Bar. Like like they they really went for it. Like cuz I've seen Electric Six three times. I think I saw them at download. I've only seen them with you once so I don't know. Okay. So yeah, I think I've maybe seen them twice, but like First time was at Download, where I passed out, because the entire crowd was like, I fucking hate this band, and then threw eggs at them. And then, the moment they came on, they were all being sycophantic dicks and crushed me, because I was, like, in the second row from the front. Uh, yeah. Uh, I woke up, and this guy was kind of, like, holding my head up, going, are you okay? And I'm like, do I fucking look okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, props to that guy. He was a badass. But yeah, and then there was another one I did. I, I went to in Nottingham, which was Rescue Rooms. Yeah, that's really one I came with. Really small one, yeah. and he, he, mm. he came out with like a baguette, and just started kicking his legs up really hard, and just like sc- like screaming along the gay bar with a with a Tesco <laughs> fucking baguette, and what? he was just fucking it thrashing. It just kept like disintegrating yeah. throughout the song as he was just abusing <laughs> this this French stick. And I was like, this is the best fucking gig I've ever been to. <laughs> Got free breadcrumbs. It was great. Yeah, yeah it's like, we are your pigeons, father. <laughs> Cover us in the crumbs of your mercy. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you get a chance to go see Wheatus, they're pretty good. Go on. Go, go see them if you can. Um, you got a yeah. pick as well, didn't you? Yeah, they were selling picks. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, that's me done. So, Snipe, what have uh, have you been up to Okay, so I did do my first solo session with Ash for D&D. Yes. That was awesome. (laughs) 
Ash and is, you can't say a damn thing about it. I can spoiler. say a couple of a couple of things. So like you know, I, I know wrote, it happened. Yeah, yeah. I rocked up into I town. I you know I like went on a little kind of thing, and that's all I'm gonna say. Okay, okay. But that's really good. And then Ash literally caught the fucking plague. Yeah, he's got like foot and mouth or something. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, like apparently he's like, a seriously, cow now. Seriously, <laughs> because like, I remember like what, like what, during our session, he was getting like more haggard, and I'm like, because he went from fine to like really unwell in the space of like three hours. And I'm like, dude, you okay? Like, yeah, I'm just feeling really dizzy. And then the next day, it's like, oh yeah, I'm literally bedridden, and I I keep passing out. And I'm like, shit, okay. And then, like, a week go- goes on, and he's like, oh, I'm a little bit better, but now I have mouth ulcers. And I'm like, dude, you have the fucking plague. I think my role-playing was so bad, <laughs> it nearly killed the new DM. I'm worried. Honestly, from the way he's ta- like, been talking about it, I'm pretty sure that the next time we see him, there's going to be, like, a fucking medieval plague doctor. <laughs> he's going to be covered in leeches. <laughs> But yeah, so that went well. I'm looking forward to... I think I need one more session and then we're all good to go as a mm. group. Which I'm looking forward to. Yes. Oh, it's going to be fun. He's already like he's already joked with me that he likes my character so much that even if in the event of a TPK, she'll be teleported away to the nearest like fountain <laughs> <laughs> and be safe. So yeah, get a load of that, you heckers. Nah, <laughs> I def- I prob- I'll probably be the one who dies first because that just seems like me. Well, you are the tank, so... I'm the tank and the healer. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably fine. It's probably okay. I can't see a problem there. Uh, apart from that, um, watching t- I-, I watched Tuka and Bertie. Oh, yeah, I watched that as well, actually. Yeah, I know, because I made you, because yeah. it was really good. What, what yeah. is this thing? Tuka and Bertie is, like, it's from the same people who made Bojack Horseman. Ah, yeah, R- yeah. Ruth watched that and told me, and I haven't had a chance yet. It is, it is really good. Um, oh, good. It's it covers some fucking dark stuff. Like there's like I think episode nine is Ooh, yeah. that's a fucking harsh one. But it also does it where it's like they're in a place called the Jelly Lake that is just a lake full of jelly. Makes and sense. It's like how are you making such a heartfelt, <laughs> realistic kind of story? At the fucking Jelly Lake, really? Mm. Oh my god! Okay. Are there animal people in it, or is it? Yeah. I think there's a couple of, of human people. I can't remember if there's a single human in it. I think there's like one or two. There's one. Because it's, it's the... Um... Oh, yes. It's yes. A... There's, a, there's a, a bird there's watcher. A, there's a bird watcher. I mean, are, that... are they all animals? Like, yeah. Like the, in, like, apart from the ones that are plants. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That are just human bodies with plant heads. Okay. Yeah, why yeah. not? That's fine. And they're all like mean teenagers. <laughs> Not all of them. There's the one who lives across the road from them. Oh, she's cool. Who is occasionally topless as well. Um, yeah, whatever. So you get to see a plant's tits, so yeah. that's a <laughs> that's... thing. I see toucan to titties, so yeah, yeah, that's fun. But it's, it's good. <laughs> I said the first episode is a little bit shaky, because it's, it's trying to kind of be a little bit more zany than it usually is. Right. Whereas I say, like, f- like but it's it's still f- quite fun and watchable. And then, like, as it go- I think, like, second one is, is more exemplary of the... Uh, of the kind of tone it fits. It's pretty good. So yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
and it has some really fucking weird surreal moments. Yeah, it's a lot more um, weird than Bojack. Like the yeah. world that exists in is just it. it it's like um, Looney Tunes logic a well, lot of the time. There's a point where Tuka like wants to ask out like the deli cashier, and she, like so Bertie is trying to like give her the courage to do so, and she goes up and talks to him and like. They, t- they brush hands and she literally explodes and all of her bones fall into a pile. Um. And the deli cashier's like, oh, wow, all of her bones came out. And, like, Birdie's picking her up in her arms, yeah. all the bones, going, oh, yeah, she does that. Uh, she wants your number, though. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> it's just carrying your friend, yeah. your, your, your friend who is now a pile of bones out of the deli. It, it a pile of striped skin and organs, presumably. No, no, it's literally it's just a just pile, a of, pile bones. of bones. Just bones. She just turns into a pile of bones. It strikes the interesting balance of being, like, weird... Um, but also knowing when to be serious. Yeah. And okay. it doesn't feel... Those two parts don't feel incongruous. But yeah, no, so I've been enjoying that. Like, I think... I remember talking about it on stream, and I think a couple of people were like, oh, God, I hate that. And it's like, that's fine. It's not for everybody. Mm. It, it, you know, but I think it's really cool. And, like, Song One Show was in it, which is why I first watched it. Yeah. Because yeah. Song One is a really cool voice actor... Pro ZD as well. That's that's his like, internet handle. His internet handle. But yeah, he's really cool, and he can do some really good voices. So he was like, "Hey, I'm in like a couple of episodes of Tuka and Birdie," and I'm like, "Dude, I'm there. Mm. I'm fuck. That's all. That's all I needed. Let's go." <laughs> but yeah, so I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, as again, I completed Divinity: Original Sin two again. <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you the first time, and then how long has it taken it, you the second time? It took time? me about. 30, 40 hours the first time. I was say, time. But, I, but that was over about a year or something, wasn't it? Because you stopped for ages. Yeah, and like this one's taking me 35 hours. But that's and been about like, oh, two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like a month, shut up. Yeah, okay. And I was like, oh yeah, so I've probably only got like 70 odd hours. I have like 280, and I'm like, where the fuck have I got? Okay, fine. So like, I went for, because the, there's three endings, I went for the other two. One of them just made me sad because my boyfriend got really mad at me. <laughs> it's like, I, I go off to her and I'm like, hey, how you doing? And he folds his arms and he looks down his nose at me and he goes, ah, the betrayer. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he's like, looks like I have poor taste in friends and even poorer taste in lovers. And I was like, don't do this to me. <laughs> I need your approval so badly, digital man. <laughs> But then I, I went and did the other one, and it was way better. Didn't you also find out that by loading the very final bit of Don't the game... Don't fucking expose me like this! And upping the difficulty that you can get the achievements for beating the game on harder difficulties by just upping <laughs> it at the last second. Okay, so I completed after it. After any real gameplay has ended. Yeah, but in my defence, shut up. And you can't do that for hardcore mode or, like, which is... Hardcore mode is basically Iron Man mode. Oh, where if you have a party wipe, it's it's like the hardest difficulty, and if it's and if you get a party wipe, it deletes your save. <laughs> it is evil, and yeah, I will okay. probably try that once, and then cry, just, and then yeah, I'll probably yeah. get like ten minutes in and go, no, I don't want to do this yeah, anymore. No. <laughs> that, that's one of, that's one of those options I just wouldn't even go near. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was really interesting just how going through a second time because I went through with the lizard conjurer. Uh, I think I like lizards because they're like eight feet tall and big scary things. Mm. And my lizard is super cool. She's she's very nice. And 
I took a, I took different party apart from Iffen because he's he's like my favorite character. He's he's such a dude. Yeah. So I took like the Red Prince and I took Fane, who are the two dickhead characters basically. <laughs> They're the two douches who like like the first time you meet the Red Prince, he grabs you by the mouth and appraises your teeth to make see if you'd make a good fucking servant. And like I like. I slapped his fucking hand away then, and at the end of the game with this lizard, I he, when he was like, "Oh yes, you see, would you like to be my uh, my servant again?" Hmm? And I punched him in the fucking face. Good. And he's like, "A simple no would have sufficed." And I'm like, "Yeah, but that, I like no, punching you." No. Okay. It's <laughs> like huh. so after all we've been through together, and fuck you, dude. But yeah, and it was really interesting seeing different parts or like different kind of threads that I hadn't closed on my first playthrough. So, like, there I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a thing you can do on the second island, the second area you get to, uh, Driftwood, that you, you do something and you help the spirit of an elf. And it, it's a little bit tricky, and you have to have the right character tag, so you need to be a scholar and a mystic, and, you know, so you need to be able to understand what you need to do. Your character has to have the right SEO. Uh, I wouldn't put it that way, but okay. <laughs> so metadata and, needs to be in order. And I get to, like, I, I do a quest in the final area of, uh, it's just this big city, I'm not going to say what it is in case, spoilers. But yeah, and I just come out and I'm wandering through town and this, this, this like, ghost of an elf elf pops into existence and it's like, thank you for helping me by doing X, Y, Z. Here, do you want this outrageously broken piece of fucking armor? And I'm like, yes, more than any. It was like a a shield because conjurers can take shields, and the best shields that I had access to at that point were maybe about 500 physical armor. This was 1,100, and like, bear in mind, like this is like end game stuff where you're like level 19, level 20, yeah, which is like the highest you can really get to is like. 21 22 at the absolute highest and i was just like oh yes that's amazing isn't this the game where like the max level is like 35 but it's basically impossible to get there without cheats yeah like that is the apps that is the cap on xp but you can't get anywhere near that again without like mods and cheats and it's just like i wonder why they put it so high Maybe cause I guess gave maybe them... it's because like if you kill anything, it gets you XP, and you can just kill an entire city if you want to. Maybe you can get to thirty-five if you literally murder everybody. Someone will have tried that. Yeah, but yeah, I did. I did. I decided to have a stupid build where I just decided to go all conjurers because they're my favorite caster, <laughs> and it's cool. But it just every fight takes ten times as long because you have to keep summoning totems and like monsters yeah. <laughs> and that takes a while but yeah there's like a, a part um, when like when you get to the prison camp you're being sent to where one of the game's big bads is like killing one of her subordinates for insubordination and it's basically there to set her up as a villain and if you try and walk close, then her like guards like basically knock you down away. And I was like, I wonder if I can just base. I wonder if I could just hit her right now to punch her right in the fucking nose. You can. Oh, she kills you in one fucking hit. Just you are fucking <laughs> dead, gone for it. And I was like, well, I mean, at least the options there. That's kind of fun. 
But yeah, there's been loads of little bits and like seeing um, like little bits of the Red Prince's story and Fane's story as well is like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. And like, yeah, it's, it's just it's just been nice to see yeah. a, a bunch of yeah. stuff that I missed that are just very kind of like, oh yeah, this person that you, you gave a beer to or whatever in the first chapter is like, they they run up and they find you at this point in the end game and they're like, hey, I like here's this thing and you're like, oh shit, okay, cool. So that's nice. But yeah, also I picked up Divinity Original Sin one. That is, it's been hard to play because it doesn't control anywhere near as well as Divinity Original Sin two. Okay. That is one of the problems of playing any game series out of order, of yeah. that you end up going to back to some of the older games and going, well, this just isn't as good as the latest ones, because all these, like... Um, all these quality of life yeah. upgrades just aren't there. It's a bit like when I went back to play Demon's Souls after playing, like, Dark Souls Oof. 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, this just isn't as good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the action point thing, because in, Div- in, in DOS 2, it's like every five metres is an action point. Which is easy to understand. Yeah. Whereas in DOS 1, it's like, oh no, if you want to move, like, say, what would be 10 meters in DOS 2, that takes seven action points or whatever. And you can't attack. And, like, attacking takes, like, three or four instead of just the stock standard two. Yeah. It's just confusing. And there's, like, there's an item in DOS 2 that I love, which is the bedroll, where you click on it and it basically brings up everyone's health. It gives them the rested bonus, and it, it replenishes their physical and magical armor. There's... I haven't found a bedroll like that in, in the first one, and it's horrible, because it's like, oh yeah, if something hurts you, then unless you have a heal spell, fuck you. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm I'm going to try and stick with it, because I want to see where it came from. There's already a couple of characters I've met. Are you going to is... go back and play the rest of the Divinity games? I, I'll see. I'll see. <laughs> um, a bunch of them. Mm. Because, like, there's a couple of characters, and I won't spoil who, are actually present in this as well as DOS 2. And I was like, oh, I know that guy! Oh my god, he's a party member? Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got, like, I've got a party of four together, because you start off as two source hunters. And you can't change your race. You can't be, like, an elf or a dwarf or anything. You, you have even, to be human. You can't even be a giant skeleton lizard. I can't even be a giant skelly lizard. Mm. I know it's terrible. What's the point in video games if you can't be a skeleton warrior? That's what I've been saying. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, you're just walking along and like with with two people. So I've you know I've got a couple of characters wandering around, and I've got 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 a couple of characters. I've got Medora, which I'll get to Medora, and I've got Walgraf, who is amazing, and I love him. <laughs> so Walgraf, I was just exploring this city and looking underneath. I was like just wandering around in this hatch I found that takes you to basically the sewers. And I see this guy who's like, he's underneath a wishing well and he's just picking up the coins. And I like kind of, I go up and I'm like, uh, hi. And he like immediately jumps to like attack. He's like got his knives out and he's like, and I'm like, hey, hey, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Just wanted to say hello. Man underneath the city picking up gold coins. And it turns out he's a mute. So like he he like he doesn't say anything to you obviously because he's a mute and he mm. pulls out a bit of parchment and he writes on the paper and he it's just like the parchment says and then the narrator like like reads, reads it yeah. and like I guess they they did get a guy for Walgraf's voice 
Because the narrator's like, the man pulls out a parchment of paper and shows it to you, and then there's like, oh, hello there! And you're like, okay, okay. And I just thought that was really awesome. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, this, I have a disabled partner. This is amazing. This is so cool. Yeah, it's like you learn a bit about his story and how he lost his voice and stuff like that, and like how he's, he says, that, yeah, people think he's stupid because he can't speak, but he's actually really fucking smart. It's just like, I, this guy is amazing. I love him so much. And then, like, I get to Medora, who... Now, let me describe a character to you and tell me if you think that somebody foresaw me existing and made a character specifically to appeal to me. Right. Okay? <laughs> she is a big, tall, strong lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who wields, like, a big sword. Right. She's an armor. Sensible yeah. armor. Okay. She has a wolf pelt draped over her shoulders. <laughs> right. Okay. Big facial scarring. Yeah. Grey mm. hair. Right. Southern American accent. <laughs> yeah. She is literally the perfect person. <laughs> now, tell, now, let me tell you, it broke my heart when I heard her speak. <laughs> Why, howdy there! It's me, Medora, and I have a really fucking dumb accent. And that's how she fucking took the voice acting in this game is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> It's not even, like, hilarious, like, yeah. Resident Evil 1. It's just it takes away all solemnity from every scene. It's so terrible. Just to be clear, like, that's an accurate representation of how bad a southern accent it is. It is, It's not yeah. just funny because it's a southern accent. No, 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 that's the thing. Southern accents are great. But the thing is, this lady can't do one. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, you're supposed to say, like, her lines read something like, oh... Um, another source hunter. Didn't expect to see you guys so far from home. I'm from the north. You probably, you know, we don't mix much with with the southern source hunters, but I'd like to join you along for your ride. See how I said that? Yeah. Sounded very normal. She's like, well, source hunters, I'm from up north. And she's, it's just like, the intonation is fucked. Mm. It's like, I can tell you're sitting there reading a piece of paper, for trying the, to sound interesting for the first time. <laughs> like, I don't want to rag on the voice actor because, like... It's always tricky with those kind it's of things. It's tricky, like, don't... doing something in an accent. It is and, hard. I mean, if I remember right, because I think we looked up the actress. I think she is, like, I think she is, she is like, English-American. Yeah, she's, so. like, English-American who spent most of her time in London. Yeah. She, like, grew up in London. And it's like, hey, you know, unfortunately, they made you do a Southern American accent, which is, I think if she just did... Just her normal American accent, it would be fine. I think it's, it might be a but, bit of a tracer issue where it's someone who already has the accent but being asked, presumably, to amp it up yeah. a bit and it ends up sounding unnatural. Yeah, but I mean, the, the voice acting in like the entirety of the game isn't great. Mm. But I mean, it's basically an indie game, so like, I don't mind. Yeah. It's just, sometimes it does kind of like, ah. I was very <laughs> tempted to not have Medora in my party because I was like, do I really want to listen to that voice for the next 40 <laughs> hours? Because, oh. <laughs> so I'm tempted to turn the voices off, but I feel really <laughs> bad about doing that. But yeah, there's like, it is it is clunky and it's hard to go back to, but I'm going to try and, and try and tough it out because I, I, I want to see kind of like, Pre DOS two stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I want to see that. I'll I'll give it my best. Yes. But yeah, apart from that, haven't really been doing anything. 
Apart from, you know... Breathing. Breathing. And eating occasionally. Eating occasionally. Yeah. Drama butt. <laughs> have Hello. you been breathing and eating? I, I, I have. Has. I have. I've been doing lots of both. Good. Ah, good. Good. Always, we always like to hear that. <laughs> Save some air for the rest of us, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been... So I, I left to go tra- to do some travels the morning after we recorded the last episode and got back yesterday evening. So... Yes. So yeah. I've, so I've, what have you been doing, you lazy schmuck? Well, I've I've, me- I've messed up my streak of actually having a new game to play each each podcast for this year. Which I think it's I think it's allowed. I mean, time. just this once, I guess. But I had done a few bits because all the various travelling. I had lots of time. I just downloaded a bunch of Netflix things and put ah. on to watch. I on, downloaded like, a bunch of Netflix. So I watched. I've watched all of Castlevania. <gasps> cool. Yes. And I've watched the first series and then the shorts of Discovery. Ah, yes. Oh, cool. So, so you've got something to talk about with I do have to, I, to talk about I, with Wib. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Let Wib go first. Okay. All right. Discovery. Yes. I watched it this time because I did, I, I can't remember when it, whenever it first came out, but I did watch the first, and I think I talked about it on the podcast when you were talking about it as well. Yeah. We, I watched the first maybe three episodes, I think, and just... Didn't wasn't enjoy, massively enjoying it and just stopped watching and then I wasn't really upset about talking about it with you for spoilers because I was like I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah, but I did watch it again and I enjoyed it. I just had to. I think last time I went into it, I went into it thinking, like trying to be crit- not trying to be critical, but I just went into it and all I was doing while I was watching it was point in my head pointing out all of the like flaws and all of the inconsistencies and all the stupid things. Yeah. Whereas this time I went to it thinking, you know, it's Star Trek, it's science fiction. If I just com- compartmentalise all the weird, you know, science, like, babble, like, just nonsense. If I just put in that in the same box as, you know, warp engines and spore drives and all these other <laughs> things and go, you know what, that's just part of it and that's fine. And then I just watched it and didn't criticise as I went through it. It meant that I actually just really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's um, sort of like the same kind of thing I went through of... Just, I was just realizing I was just being like so overly critical about yeah, it. Yeah, and I don't it know if it's it just was, yeah. I think it, it's um, a show like that that is based on such an old property that can, you know, like I, I know, like I've I've seen. I mean, there's something like 700 episodes of like Star Trek, like before this, like throughout the various seasons of various shows. So, like, I've spent. A significant portion of my life watching Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when something new comes along that changes stuff, you can't... There's that little part of you that feels a little betrayed by it. Yeah, yeah, you do. I, and I completely get it. If anyone doesn't like it for any of any reason, mm. I completely get that. Oh, but, yeah, there's, there's plenty of, like, reasons beyond that that I can see why someone would yeah. dislike it, yeah. And even, like, I understand why people, if people don't like it because of those reasons. Like, that's mm, yeah, completely yeah. valid. But I just tried to enjoy it and just by trying to enjoy it by a few episodes in and I got used to it all I actually just I didn't have to try to enjoy it anymore I was just straight up enjoying it yeah which was quite yeah. good so it's got me I mean I'm not to, I won't talk too much because I think you've you've been through quite a lot of the episodes in detail <laughs> um but yeah I, I really enjoyed it and I really liked all four all four of the shorts like I enjoyed each yeah. one of them well, because you were a bit like some of them were good, some of them were whatever but I uh, really the one enjoyed I didn't like was the one that featured um Saru um, yeah, most heavily. I just because that felt a little dull um, compared to the others, really, and especially because Calypso is so good. Yeah, that's the one that's like separate. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one that only kind of even starts to make sense once you've watched the whole of season two. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that was the best. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That was really good. Hell, I, I recommended that to people just to watch, even if you don't like Discovery. Mm. Um, and people did, and they agreed with that. So that was good. It turns yeah. out I'm, I don't talk bollocks all the time. <laughs> Not all the time. Like yeah, 70, I'm, really, I'm really looking, because the general perception of it is that season two is vastly better than season one. Yes. So, vastly. And I quite enjoy season one now. So. Yeah. I'll be intrigued so, yeah, to see I'm... how you feel about season two then. Um, so, yeah. You should give that a shot. Oh, yes, I definitely will. I have some Doctor Who to get through first because they took it off French Netflix. So when I was back in the UK, I added it to my downloaded things on when I was there. <laughs> so I've got 40 days or however long they last for to get through whatever of that I've got left. <laughs> Is this the latest season? Uh, no, I think it goes up to season 10 on on Netflix in the in the UK. Okay. So I've got the second like half of that to go. And then I can't even remember if season 11 is the now new Doctor one, or if I can't, I'm not even sure, to be honest. Um, I, I, I'm not very up on my, uh, my new Who, so... No, I've been watching it on and off for the last few years, so I, don't, I, don't, I never sit down often enough to watch it and remember where I'm up to, but I do enjoy I get it, the episodes. Isn't but, it weird how Doctor Who is literally ruined because women exist? I know, it's terrible. <laughs> R.I.P. Doctor Who, like, that actually, like, people died... There has never been a Doctor Who that people didn't like before. That's yeah. never happened in the show's history. <laughs> no, never. You know why? <laughs> Everyone absolutely adored the Colin Baker run. Fucking, they, honestly, they <laughs> notorious decided, how oh, much people liked it. Salvating, they loved it so much. The actual the, the, the ratings for for Jodie for Jodie's um, there's Jodie's until Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one. The ratings for like just in terms of like number of people watching it, like was a massive increase. Cause oh, I happened okay. to be so. I, I mean, the internet is it's, critical it's and awful, almost but. as if you know, like representation is really mm. cool. Yeah. And if you could regenerate into anything, why would it be just old white people? And it's been <laughs> long established that you know they can turn. Uh, you know, when a time lord regenerates, they don't have to regenerate as the same sex. Yeah. That's been long established. Yeah. Also, if you believe like one of them, like one one of the many stories, I think it's a Tom Baker story. Um, they don't even have to regenerate into something that looks human. <laughs> you mean that there would li- there could literally be a, a a time lord who could regenerate into like an Elcor? I mean, if you decide that Elcors are in canon with Doctor Who, then I suppose. Okay. And this is bearing in mind. Um, what about Barry from... the Blue Egg? What? Barry the Blue Egg. I saw him in some clips of Doctor Who. He's just like an egg who is blue and he's in a box. Barry the Blue Egg. Okay, is this from New Who or Old Who? New Who. Okay, okay, that's why. He's like, he's just like, he's the bald man who is blue and his head is in a box. Oh, okay, so he's the, oh, it's the blue guy's head. Okay, yeah, Yeah, I actually think I know what you're talking about. It's Gary the Blue Egg. (laughs) His name's Gary now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I wrote that episode. I should fucking know. Okay, okay. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm like vaguely familiar with a lot of old Who weird shit, but like um, new Who weird shit, I'm less familiar with. So. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but anyway, back on topic. <laughs> I'm, very, on topic? I'm, I'm ve- very keen to continue a discovery, and it surprised me how much I enjoyed it. It might have been because I was I had 36 hours of bus rides within five days. <laughs> Dude, but no for way. whatever reason, 
I enjoyed it, so that's but fine. But your legs are so long. Did you have to, like, crunch up? A little bit. It was pretty, it was pretty nice. Plus, it had Wi-Fi and, like, power oh. sockets and... Yeah. That's like, oh, that's, that's a premium bus right there. That's, that is what the omnibus refers yeah. to. <laughs> it's an alpha bus. <sighs> it's, not, it's not that good. No, the alpha bus has Lex toilets. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be fair, I'm saying that about Alpha. He'd probably back me up on that. He'd be like, no. He'd double down. <laughs> I might have to. Ex- I might have to explain to him what the toilets from Lex were like first. But <laughs> yeah, because no one else knows. <laughs> Don't Google it, Alpha, please. <laughs> All right. Please no. Other thing I was watching, uh, Castlevania. Yes. yes. Which straight up, yeah, really enjoyed it. It's good. so good. So good. Um, again, I don't have too much to say because you've spoken about it, I think. I don't um, care. I want to talk about it more with you. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to talk about? I would like to talk about... How it's really good. How it's really good. It is really good. Yeah. No, I have... I do I do have two... I have two... I told you, I, I have two criticisms of it. Okay. One yeah, of them... you didn't say, so... You might think is valid. One of them you probably... It annoys me more than the other one, but you probably think is silly. Okay. okay. So, which which do you want first? Let's have the valid one first, okay. so we can uh, save all the judging of you. Okay, cool. Okay. And yeah, again, so I, I really enjoyed the show, and I'm not. It's just these two things did annoy no, me dude, as I was watching. You're so. allowed to have criticism, and like, there's a, yeah. the occasional person in our YouTube comments who goes, "Oh yes, so you criticize things you like, like hypocrites." It's like yeah. Or, like, oh. we say that we like something, and then we say, this thing has flaws, though, and then someone will go fucking spare. Yeah, but that's And just... go, oh, you're, you're a liar, you're a hypocrite. It's like, no, it just means that literally there is nothing above critique. Yeah, but, yeah, people are weird on the internet, they don't know what critique is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carry on, Trumbled about. So, my, 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 I think, legit criticism of it is that while the dialogue is quite good and the voice acting is quite good, there's, like, a really awkward pause in between every single line. Like someone will, see, they'll be having two conversations. Like two people will be having a conversation, and there's like a good few seconds between each line of dialogue, and it feels like they're both stood in different rooms on like walking talkies <laughs> with delay on it. And it just, oh. I just don't understand why they couldn't have like because the voice acting is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just don't mesh it together at all well, and I just don't understand why. Honestly, I didn't notice. But if that it just makes you, then yeah, yeah, it just made the whole thing feel really slow paced. Even though, even when it was like all actiony, it was just it was. Really, I, I just found it so weird. I do kind of get you think about there are certain parts that feel slower paced, and I guess that would contribute to it. Yeah, I don't, it just it just um, felt like never none really of the characters sp- were really ever in the same place. I never specifically noticed that though. Yeah, watch it again now, and you, I'm, probably, I'm sorry if I've ruined it for anyone who, <laughs> yeah, who hadn't noticed that. But I just found it so. I was like, this thing is so well made. I don't understand why this is. A, and it, maybe it's a. It must be a style choice, not a. Yeah, I mean, maybe they did it but, so that it was like every sentence could hang in the air, and it would give the imperson impression of like the person who's listening is. It gives the impression that the person who the, is being spoken to is listening and formulating a response. Yeah, but, no, yeah. yeah. I, who knows? Yeah, if if just, you found it, found it rough, then. Yeah, yeah no, it was just it was just I just found it confusing as to why it was like that. To be honest, <laughs> it just didn't make it. It just meant it. I didn't ever quite settle into just you know so, you know you're watching something and you sort of you don't you forget that you're sat in a room watching it on a telly and you're sort of in with it. Mm-hmm. And I just never quite got that with it. Okay, just, okay. I always felt I always felt sort of constantly reminded that I was watching a cartoon. Okay. And it's I yeah I still really enjoyed it. It just. 
Yeah, that's, if I was in charge, that's something I'd change. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So your and valid you, critique that we've said yeah. we didn't no, even notice the thing. Yeah. Now let's hear your okay. bullshit critique. This one annoyed me so much and almost got me stopped watching the show. Oh, okay. shit. Every single character has one stray bit of hair down the front of their face. <laughs> and at no point does anyone go or like brush it out of their face. And I don't understand why. It's really annoying. Dude... Anime as a whole is not for you. <laughs> if that bugs you that much, just stay the just, fuck away like, from if anime. If you have that annoying hair on your face, you just like occasionally, not all the time, but just at one point within the whole like 15 episodes or something, someone would like, I just don't understand. Well, Trevor falls at one point and it's not there. What's your problem, mate? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh yeah! Just dude. every single time I saw it, I started noticing, and then every single time it like got me a little bit annoyed. <laughs> like not really, but it was just enough there to be like, oh, it's it's still that. Why? Why? I can't. You know, I can understand because basically the entire reason I have never actually got around to watching Steven Universe, and I will at some point give it a shot, is the way they draw lips. Like, just bothers me. Well, because they do look very kind of like you know that kind of strange like me. Okay. Like this doesn't play good for a listening audience, but just like you know, <laughs> no, no. like lip scooter. That... <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the worst no. way of explaining no, it for when, a when they kind of like they kind of like, and then they go. No, you can't <laughs> do it and then say you know what I mean because it no. doesn't play. Okay, okay, you okay. describe using okay. your words. Okay, so <laughs> if you do it again, we're just moving on. So, you know, when you get lips and they're kind of like me. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. The lips of Steven Universe bother me slightly. I will watch it at some point because it's a very petty reason not to watch it. I think the tummy button thing is gross, though. What, they have the like gem? a gem in the belly button. I don't think all of them do. My, the only him, problem right? I have with Steven Universe is that everyone pronounces it peridot and I want to headbutt someone until they shit themselves because it's peridot because it's French. It really annoys me. And also when the lips go... <laughs> Okay, please, Matt, talk about something no, else. Okay, no, that, that's me. I have been watching Game of Thrones, obviously. Oh, I do have something to say about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about plot-wise. It's just, I I just can't... Qu- Everyone I've watched this series with, I've watched a few episodes with a few different people, who's just gone, oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, we've chatted about it, and just, we've all been chatting. And then I went on the internet. Oh, oh. the internet doesn't like it. No. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like kind of caught off guard because everyone I've watched it with in real life and everyone I've spoken to with real life is like really like it. Have been plants. <laughs> I was like, HBO oh. plants. There <laughs> to convince into you. My, into my life just, to, into just so life. I talk about it well on this podcast yeah. which influences their, their like bottom line. Didn't at some you point, know I this guess. is the most famous Game of Thrones podcast out there. <laughs> if you start talking about how good the latest season is, we have that influence, man. <laughs> we have it. That's why they need to get to you. You know what I find most interesting about the latest season of Game of Thrones, as someone that hasn't watched it, but, you Mm. know, sort of cares just enough to not want to get spoilers, because I'll watch it at some point, or I'll catch up with the last three seasons at some point, is that, so, a lot of the people I'm seeing say that they really hate this season, has not just been the usual people you'd expect, it's been people... Well, I mean, Oculus has been saying that he's basically sworn a blood feud against it. Yeah, yeah, basically, I've not seen anyone on my timeline, like on Twitter or what have you, saying they like it. Like, loads of people who normally have been enjoying it up until mm. this season, like how it's just, you know, how how much they hate it, but... This has also caused all the people that were so careful to never give away spoilers. So I literally do not know anything that happens in the last couple of seasons. 
but I know so much about this season because people have gone, no, I've got to fucking talk about it. Oh, God. And people just stopped caring about not See, giving spoilers. on my Twitter, I have muted Game of Thrones and all things to do with Game of Thrones, so I'm not you. seeing anything. I'm seeing a lot of it, and I'm too lazy to mute it. And I, I'm sort of just now <laughs> curious to watch people's um, slow descent into into well, madness. Over yeah, it. it is. Like, people are basically... The universal reaction online is that everyone hates this season and retroactively now hates all of Game of Thrones up until this point. I can this understand... This season is so bad, it's made everything else bad as I well. I can understand being mm. resentful of the time sink because that is a whole lot of hours that a lot of people just, have watched. Just, but at the and same yeah, time, before it's... anyone writes in and says anything about me having the minorest of minor criticisms of Castlevania and then no criticisms of Thrones. Like... <laughs> oh yeah, wait a minute. You hate <laughs> the hair in the face and you're, you're watching Game of Thrones being like, like this is I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm just saying I'm so surprised by just the like density and the depth of the criticism and especially when people are saying oh this happened and that's you know against characters just like well no nothing you know anyway anyway i'm not gonna talk about it because <laughs> some people might not know and i want to yeah. keep them pure yeah, yeah yeah um it just took me by surprise and i just i'm just wanted to say that i'm you, I, you might think i'm wrong that's fine but i'm just really enjoying it so well, dude enough. i'm glad that you're enjoying yeah. it and honestly yeah. I can't, in like four years when i finally catch up I, I look forward to telling you why you're wrong yeah yeah fair. <laughs> like 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 objectively incorrect about in your subjective opinion in <laughs> fairness that's probably the only time that you can really talk about it because then we could actually talk about it on the podcast because it'll be four years gone so no one will care about spoilers by that point huh. but yeah that, that's that's me done okay I cool. hear that they stop playing the game of thrones and there's just one throne now yeah it's just game of throne game, game of, of throne. throne no but there's multiple games so it's games, games of throne, of throne. <laughs> Fucking oh my God. Games of Throne. It doesn't work. No, Games of Throne. <laughs> Singular. The theme, the theme team doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so does that mean it's time to talk about that Warhammer Fest? That the Warhammer Fest. Okay, so y'all... Warhammer Fest was last weekend, probably two weekends ago by the time you hear this, but trust us, it was at least like a day ago. <laughs> um, from the 11th or the 12th of May, and we went on the 11th, which is the Saturday. Yes. And only went to one little seminar because of reasons. Of reasons, yeah. But no, that I I don't know. I just want to say first off, I had a hecking ton of fun. It was a really great time. Yeah, it was an exhausting day, but it was just so much <laughs> yeah. fucking fun. And just seeing people hear drummer Matt speak, stop and go, <laughs> oh shit. It's that boy. <laughs> Never got old. Yeah, how does it feel? Because we've we've been recognised a few times out in the wild. Um, so we were sort of prepared for it happening a bunch. Um, but how was it for you, Matt? Because you've not really had this before, yeah. have you? No, I mean, b- being a drummer, no one recognises you, even if they've just seen your band play. Oh, so. oh I, get, I get your rhythm guitarist. No one fucking knows I'm in the band. <laughs> Basis. <laughs> so yeah, it's, section. Yeah. it's nice for people to come up and say hi. Or come up and say hi to you, hear me say hi, and then go, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was yeah. slightly surreal, but good fun. Yeah, yeah, we we uh we we managed to get like a big crowd of amazing people together to hang out with. I mean, we yeah, went we down... had like a proper entourage. We did, yeah, it was pretty <laughs> rad. We went down with uh, Unity and Cinnamon Girl and met up with Long Fang at the con, and then yeah, then we just kept gathering awesome people throughout the day. Yeah, 
and it was just awesome hanging out with everybody and we like we claimed like a couple of couches and just spent like two hours there <laughs> just hanging out it was awesome i will i will say um just before we get into like the actual meat of what we're going to talk about from warhammer fest um big thank you to uh the people who uh, had like either brought or bought us uh, us gifts while yes. we were there we were not expecting it and thank, thank you thank very you much. very much uh we also, uh, I also want to say a personal thing. I said this on Twitter as well. I apologise if anyone we met, I started to sound a bit weird by the end of the day. Whip had had about two hours sleep, so I was, if that, um, I was crazy sleep deprived and exhausted <laughs> and by the end of the day. He gets a bit bonkers when he's sleep deprived, and, and so, I, I was just a bit bonkers anyway. Cause... Um, so I remember myself being normal, but also, <laughs> also I was. Not in my right mind, 100%. So if I came across as weird, I apologise. But I think I was mostly a normal human. You say so. that. I nearly... I, I got slapped by Longfang for teasing a um, one of the guys at one of the game booths. Because <laughs> I, I was like... Unity and I, we were going to go off and play Chaos Bane. We'll, we'll get to talking about that in a second, so... Okay. You can, you can, you can tell your, your anecdote about Chaos Bane in a, in a second, because we, we should organise this thing vaguely. Because okay. otherwise we'll be talking about a large sum of things in a okay. freeform manner. We can okay. I really liked the cosplay. It was awesome. Yes, there was a lot was of cosplay awesome. there. Daddy Dawn got stuck in an elevator. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was so huge. He was approximately the size of the elevator. Yeah. Like, Hunched over, he took up most of the volume in there. Mm-hmm. So we had like a bunch of Imperial Guard around him, like kind of like trying to maneuver him out. in. Because like <laughs> yeah. he he must have been on stilts or something, and you can't go mm. up stairs on stilts. Same problem had was a, a World Eaters um, guy who was probably the tallest. Yeah, because he had like the bunny ears and everything. He was yeah. huge. <laughs> bunny ears. Yeah, bunny ears. Yeah. I've just never heard them called that before. Yeah, it's, really? it's quite, they're quite common yeah. to call them bunny ears. Little bunny buns. Amazing. I, I, the, when I walked in and saw him, I literally put my hands on my face and squeed. There was a handful of cosplay there. It was pretty good. There was a yeah. death company um, marine yeah, that I a... saw, like because they were walking down the line as we were queuing up to get in, and then like really good cosplay. I mean, all the cosplay I saw was great. Mm. But, like, I'm just going, that's really cool. And then I didn't see him for the rest of the con. I think I think he, like, walked around at the start and then packed up and then just went to the con normally, I think. I mean, I think that's what, like, um, the guy in the World Eaters um, costume did. Because, like, he took off his helmet and was walking around without his helmet for yeah. a while. Uh, I remember... <laughs> In in the group, someone was like, "Where's your fucking nails?" <laughs> like, yeah, like just literally just hammer some nails into him. It's fine. Oh, it's fine. But yeah, <laughs> and like he had to like crouch to get out of doors and stuff. And I just kind of wanted to point at them and go, "See how fucking stupid you look when you say the emperor is thirty feet tall? Do you fucking see how stupid you look?" Because that's like, yeah, because that guy was like nine feet tall with his bunny ears on. And it's like, do you see how dumb? Nine feet tall is. <laughs> I mean, again, cosplay was awesome. Yeah, but it's just just me getting into complaining about people misunderstanding yeah. height. Yeah, but yeah, um, there was a. Is she a Celestine? Uh, there was like, uh, I think there was supposed to be Celestine. I think yeah. she, I think she was a Celestine. She she was rad. Bunch of Imperial Guard and like commissars. Um, there was that friend, a uh, friend of uh, Unity's and Sins, who was. 
A tech priest. A tech priestess who had a little toaster with her, <laughs> yeah. which had yeah. like her kind of like um, cosplay like cards in. Yeah. It was really cool. <laughs> she was awesome. And she had trouble getting in the elevator as well. Because she had, um, she had dendrites the, uh, and, yeah. and so yeah. At one point I saw her going down the stairs and she had like four or five people around her like Just balance, moving all of her like tentacles yeah. and things out of the way of the other stairs and banisters <laughs> and things. Yeah, it's a, a like, proper team effort. Yeah, it's still still awesome though. Yeah, very but awesome. Yeah, the cosplay there was phenomenal. There was a um a towel stealth suit which was pretty good. Oh yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that was my favourite because all of the like Imperial and Marine stuff was all like super, super impressive. Yeah. And but it looked like so professionally done, whereas this towel one then this is a compliment before before you say anything. Like it looked more homemade which actually made it more impressive to me because I, like, I saw mm. those and I was like, "Well, you've—I don't know how how long it took you to make this, but you've like obviously got some sort of team and you spent a lot of money on this." Whereas the towel guy was like, "You've you've made but this he, yourself in your garage." Like, yeah, that was like Wild West cosplay, and it was really it good. It was just like you know, you could see a bit where it was like slightly made of foam or whatever, and that, that I'm not I'm not insulting it at all. It's just that impressed me more because it was like more real somehow. Well, I mean, I guess okay, it's, yeah. if you if you're three D printing everything, there's like there is a certain there is of course quite a degree of skill to that. But when you're carving everything out of foam, that's that's so much more hardcore. I guess it's also <laughs> it's something you don't see either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did love that guy's cosplay. There was also um oh one of the night haunts. Oh yeah, there was someone as a banshee or whatever. It is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because I I was just sat there because we were sat quite close to the lift, and I see someone at this point, and I turn around. And I'm just like, whoa, okay, skull ghost, <laughs> skull ghost, just fucking there, Ooh. skull ghost out of nowhere. I did not expect to see a skull ghost, and it did kind of like make me jump a bit. I was like, Oof. <laughs> but it was great. But yeah, it was cool, and like everyone there was so fucking friendly. And yeah, so yeah. nice. One yeah. thing I did really notice that was nice was because there were, you know, it was less they're trying to sell you something. Speaking to Games Workshop staff in a much more open and kind of uh, much more kind candid. of earnest and candid manner. Mm. So, like, you were able to talk to them and actually, you know, get kind of closer to their real opinions about things. I nearly threw fucking hands with one of them. Like, okay. I was standing there with the, in a playful way I was standing there with Longfang looking at the Venerable Dreadnoughts because fucking of course where else would I be yeah <laughs> like you know the space with Venerable Dreadnought with the shield and the axe yeah. I was just like salivating over that boy and uh, like GW employee comes up and is like hey that's cool you thinking of having a murder fang and I was like no and he was like you don't like murder fang I'm like no and he was like oh okay then that's uh mm. and they were like oh what was it that was it was like he was like okay that's uh, all right I'm not going to talk not to talk to you about that then you know having a joke yeah. of like oh because you know, he, he obviously very much liked murder fang yeah. and I was like oh it's just against the law I was being that dickhead yeah. <laughs> and um, he was like oh what about the space wolf Funko Pop and I, and I was like Funko Funko Pops and he was like you can't tell me that you don't like Funko Pops as well and Long Fang kind of put his hand on my shoulder and held held his hand up to the guy going. Okay, so this is a professional courtesy that I'm not going to throw you through a window. <laughs> like, we're just have, basically pretending that we were going to fight this guy, yeah. which he seemed to quite enjoy pretending as well. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. And I ended up, like, Longfang bought me a Funko Pop anyway, and actually, I love him. 
<laughs> and and the thing is now because you ended up getting a couple of venerable dreadnoughts. Yeah, I got I got two of them because I bought one and Longfang bought me another one. <laughs> so so now I'm like oh, I'm gonna have a Kalsaz Murderfang, but it's not gonna be Murderfang. It's just gonna use the rules for it because Murderfang is balls, and I hate Murderfang. But his claws and his rules are kind of fun. That's, so. that's the thing. It's like his like you like the venerables are just slightly not as good as a Murderfang. So I'm well. Just, it was because uh, it's like you might as well the, have the Murderfang. Sword and shield, uh, the axe and shield. Well, yeah. If you're gonna have Murderfang, well, if you're gonna have like a wolf and dreadnought, you might as well have Murderfang because mm-hmm. he does kind of the same job but a bit better for a little bit more. Yeah, points. but it's not gonna be Murderfang. Yes, it's, it's not gonna be Murderfang. Shut up. Yeah, important. It'll be important. manslaughter tooth. No. <laughs> manslaughter. Yes, he will be manslaughter tooth. No. <laughs> Bad. It should be manslaughter molar. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, okay. Come Let's on, go guys, that. I'm way better at naming stuff. Um, but yeah, so shall we get into the things that were sort of announced or talked about there and sort of go through a kind of quick kind yes. of rundown of like opinions and yes. stuff? Yes. I'm also not going to talk about the Greg's ham salad mayo roll that I kept in my bag for three hours by accident and then ate it anyway. That's probably good that we don't hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, thought I'd just fluff just to annoy you. Uh, Did it work? A little bit, yeah. Oh, thank so, you. Uh, so well done. Hmm. Um, so first off, uh, just because this happens to be the first thing in the list, um, the video games. Sorry. Yeah, we the, the first panel we saw was on video games, which was the last panel of the day. <laughs> Don't 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 at us. Don't judge. We 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 made mistakes. This is our first Warhammer fest. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, so we went. To, uh, so we saw that, um, and also you got some hands on playing Chaos Bane as well. Yes, I played some Chaos Bane, which was uh, pretty interesting. So um, at the video game seminar, there was three people. Well, there was three representatives. Uh, five people talking, but it was for three different games. Yeah. Um, so there was um, Mechanicum. Um, a game called Chaos and Conquest and Battlefleet Gothic 2. Um, so Mechanicum, not Mechanicum, it's Mechanicus. Yeah, Mechanicus. I always, uh, I always Fake go, I, fan uh, alert. I always say Mechanicum, but that's like the pre-heresy Mechanicus. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why, That's my brain just always forgets. Because you're a nerd. It's one of those things I always get mixed up. Um, but yeah, Mechanicus, the game. Uh, so a guy got up and talked about it and, talk, uh, and talked about some of the stuff they're going to be doing in the future and talked about how they integrated like the lore into the game design yeah. and stuff, which was really interesting to mm. hear someone it, talk it about. It was really cool kind of seeing kind of like how they interpreted a lot of the lore into gameplay mechanics because, well, they, they pulled it off. Yeah, and mm. like how to incentivize... Like using things like servitors as throwaway troops. Not, yeah. yeah, how to how to kind of make the gameplay like feel natural towards that to give a kind of feel of yeah inherently disposable troops. Yeah, yeah. One of the things they said that I thought was really interesting was that they went into the game at the start with the objective of making a game about an army that couldn't be reskinned to another army. Like they yeah. couldn't just, you couldn't mm. just reskin it and use you know another any any other race or whatever. With like a bit of a gist, they wanted to make it so that the fundamental mechanics of the game was no based, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, and they and then so it'd be like a core part of the game rather than just something tacked on. Because they said later really on when people were asking questions of them, um, like, "Oh, w- do you have any plans to make the Necrons playable?" And they were like, "Well, How? the thing is, all the <laughs> mechanics are based around the me- uh, mm. the Mechanicus specifically. <laughs> so, yeah, we could do it, but basically, we'd be just making another game 
based which they're completely the happy to do if someone will pay them for that yeah, yeah that's the thing I mean I was quite impressed with the guy because I asked a question I was like is there any any plans for a new game plus or like an endless mode because you know you get to the end of the game and you've got all these upgrades and everything and you've got nothing really to do with them and he was like honestly um, yeah we would like to do that but at the same time we don't have the money for it and if we don't have the money for it it's not going to get done if it's not like a solid like, financial kind of, step and I was like yeah. thank you for not fucking bullshitting me and literally just going it's money because yeah. it is <laughs> and I, I just really appreciate yeah, it being kind of like because that's straightforward the thing that me. I wanted more than anything else in that game is to have something to do once the main campaign is over because it does have a very definite end yeah and if it's just yeah just we don't have the resources to make that to realize that then yeah okay yeah and enough. that's what you said and that's also why I asked on your behalf yes because I knew that was something you wanted yeah. to know <laughs> but was too socially anxious to actually ask it's okay um but they did uh, bring up there's a new update that's going to be coming out that has Iron Man mode in it. So, you know, presumably, you know, whenever a guy dies, they actually die. It did say um, you can, I think you can choose between whether you yeah. want one of, if, if you want permadeath for squads. Well, that was the thing of, of that, not just that mode, but to have um, a custom difficulty mode. So you can yeah. basically pull open a menu that you can say, oh, I want it. So the Necrons are 400 times more difficult and my characters are shit. Um, so if you want to do that, you can do that, and they have permanent, and maybe said it to have permanent death and things. So you can do things like that um, to really fiddle it's, with it. It's quite yeah. a clever idea. If you're not going to be able to put out a big kind of mechanic, yeah, a big kind of like change in a mechanic or a different game mode to give the ability to basically access a debug menu yeah. for difficulty, it's actually very clever because it uh, does give a lot of replayability and that doesn't have much of a resource cost. Yeah, and a bunch of uh, extra mechanics, uh, not mechanics, extra weaponry yeah. um, added to it as well, like, or different equipment that they're adding. So so that's good. Uh, the second person was um, talking about a new mobile game called Chaos and Conquest. Yeah, I'd actually, like, Longfang and I had spoken to this lady previously at the booth for it. Yeah. And she seemed very nice. She, she, I think she was the art director who just yeah. got sidled with doing the talk on a free-to-play mobile game, which it's not exactly the I best f- environment for those right now. I feel sorry for anyone that has to get up and answer the question, Do, is, does your game have microtransactions? You saw her face kind of go, like, drop, and she was like, yes, it is free-to-play, and yes, there will be microtransactions. And you could kind of feel the room shift. It was like, <sighs> okay. But, I mean, to be fair, like, the artwork for it was very, very mm. cool. Um, yeah, she did a good of... job. I just don't think yeah, she uh, did a great job. going to play the game. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's because yeah. of bullshit monetization or, sorry, mm. recurrent user spending. They've changed the name of it, everybody. Keep yeah. a fucking eye out for it. There's sinister pricks like that. But the thing is, like, I don't have a problem for the people, like, the devs making the game because they're just making cool shit. It's the fucking it's it's the the boardroom of the rich idiots at the top who are going well. This, the kids we, we need to monetize these whales and shit. I mean, it's, it's it realistically like the mobile gaming market is just hot trash. It like, is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm no I'm one will definitely buy gonna give this game a go. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. And I'm really hoping it's, it's not going to be really in your face about like microtransactions, yeah, like say an EA handheld game is. Just to give a little bit of a thing of what the actual game is, it's a kind of base building thing, and so you send troops out, and it's like inherently multiplayer. So it could be as horrifically terrible a video game as Clash of Clans, but also it could be good as well. Yeah, because it's about <laughs> it's it's more kind of geared towards fantasy. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's set, it's, um, it's set in the old world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is, it you is have, like, old school Warhammer Fantasy as opposed yeah. to Age of Sigmar. So you have like a Chaos Champion, you build up a fort, and there's like, oh, these are like the different Chaos God towers that you can mm. like get certain bonuses from and stuff like that. So someone did ask a really interesting question, which was like, oh, if you pledge to a certain Chaos God, does that change the lookout of your entire base? Like, does it change the aesthetic of your entire base? And I think there were plans to do that. But, uh, yeah, I think that's down yeah. the line, though. That's not going to be released. But yeah, the game's yeah. coming out at some point in the next month or she, so. Because she wasn't allowed to give a definite date. Yeah. But yeah, it was actually really nice, because after the talk, she came and found Longfang and I. Yeah. And she was like, thank you so much for, like, being nice and smiling and listening. That was horrible. <laughs> like, that was scary. <laughs> it's like... And it was just like, yeah, no, they really stuck that poor person like with the with the short stick there. Also, because she was kind of sandwiched between two games that were premium games that were already released and, and already had fans, already had fans in the audience. Yeah, and so then to have a, a free to play mobile game in the middle of that, Ooh. like that's that's a tough crowd. Like that doesn't like, begin. Like short straw doesn't begin to describe that. Oof. But I think she did really well. With what she had, and yeah, I'll, I'm going to give it a go, and I'm not yeah. going to blame her for and it also, if it's money grubbing as hell. And also, if the cool artwork they've made for it ends up as a PDF on their website, thanks Snipe and Longfang for for talking to her about that and saying you should do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all us. It's all it's Snipe and Longfang saves the day. Yeah, yeah. So that's just what we're doing. Um. And the last, uh, the last one to mention that was in the seminar was Battlefleet Gothic 2. Um, <laughs> which is quite funny, uh, mostly because I'm pretty sure... So there's going to be a new campaign coming out soon, and they're not supposed to say what it is. But, but the but guy kind of flubbed. He was like, so the chaos, I mean, the campaign. Like, oh? <laughs> the what now? So, chaos? Yeah. With the, like, GW guys to the side, like, yeah. spun his like, head round and then daggers appeared everywhere. Yeah, there was, like, <laughs> the whole time they were, like, being vanguarded by this one GW employee who would occasionally turn round and glare daggers at the people speaking. It was fucking <laughs> something to behold. So you knew that when the guy was, like, slipped out the word, the, the C word, he turned right, he's like, his head snapped round and was like, <laughs> like, Koyanis Kasi started playing, the lights did thunder cracked in the, in the distance a crow cried so a new chaos campaign is probably on the way yeah that sounds good look out for that um, <laughs> confirmed at Warhammer Fest yeah but again they, they were quite um, open about talking about it like you know so you know like the reason why Battlefleet Gothic 2 is so much bigger in scope is that the fans were like it should be bigger, um, and so they made it bigger, and it wasn't big enough, so they basically went, fuck it, and just made it four times as big as that. There was, there was a joke going around of like, oh yeah, we started calling it the 200 game, because it was like, how many ships do you want 200? How many of this do you want 200? Because <laughs> everything had to be 200. Yeah. I'll let you blow my nose. Okay. Uh, oh, this is going to be a long one again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, all done. Um... We've not got many questions. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. But yeah. So. Um, so it was, you know, it was interesting to see because again, just just hearing people talk about the game of how they tried to integrate mechanics and you know, like uh, someone was asking about why um, in you know in the game if they were planning to introduce planets because planets were in the board game and you could do things with like gravity wells and things. Um, but you know, the the answer is you know the sensible answer, which is well. 
in the tabletop, that's kind of an abstracted idea because obviously the planets aren't that big because they're tiny compared to the ships. Whereas in the video game, transfer all of the medium. Makes yeah, they have difficult. to make the planets be real size because it's not as abstracted as the tabletop. And if you put a planet in the game, then that's the game because <laughs> you know yeah. it would be the size of the map. Yeah. Well, it'd be a lot bigger than that, you know, compared to the ships. But, you know, so they have to... There's certain things that they have to kind of um, take away from it. Which is, you know, all, all very interesting. And um, But, yeah, um, so that's that's um, getting, in, you know, another another update soon. So that's cool. Um, so that probably was, not chaos, Probably though. not chaos. Probably not chaos, y'all. Um, and the only other video game thing to talk about, which wasn't in the um, seminar, but you played, Snipe, was... Um, chaos yeah, Bane. Chaos Bane. Yeah, I played some of that with Unity, um, and I got slapped by Longfang for being a dick to the guy showing us it. <laughs> why, so, why, did it why was what that? What did he do? Okay, I didn't do... It wasn't that bad, but, like, okay, let me set the scene. So... It's kind of like a Diablo-esque kind of game. There's four characters to pick from. There's, like, Imperial Soldier, who looks exactly like Kruber from Vermintide. There's a High Elf Sorcerer, who, I guess, is just, like, if you mash Salt Spire and Sienna together. <laughs> uh, there's a... Oh, what are they called? Wood Elf. There's, there's a Wood Elf, like, Scout, which is basically Carillion. And then there's a, um, a Dwarven Slayer, who looks... Is, is barred in basically and I went up and he was like okay you've played this game before and I'm like no no but I'm super excited to play it and like, he's like okay so who do you want to be and I'm like, I want to play as Kruber and he kind of stopped and he went that's the oh that's not Kruber oh that's uh that's not Kruber I was like but he looks like Kruber and he's like yes but he's not and then I, and he was like and plus it takes place like a couple of hundred years before Vermintide anyway I was like it's Kruber's granddad and I just felt this like, I was like, okay, Long Fang, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just slap me for being a dick about it. Yeah, I imagine. Is it, is it Fat Shark Games? I make, think so. Uh, Vermintide? Mm. I, yeah, um, they probably own the rights to the names of the characters. Yeah, so, so even though it looks And the like looks them. are based off generic models yeah. from GW so they just used the same gener- they were based off the same <laughs> generic kind of things but mm-hmm. that meant that some of the characters look remarkably close so it yeah. yeah so yeah that guy was fucking done with my shit immediately um played a bit of that on the level I was playing it was very red very like the city burning down so the red gem above my character to show me where I was was getting washed out super fucking hard yeah. so I couldn't I, I couldn't see where I was a lot of the time uh, so it controls... could do with having a different colour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the controls were a bit stiff. It's, it's similar to Diablo 3 where in, like, when you, you basically hold down the attack button, you just stand stock still and just start swinging your yeah. sword about. That's cool. Uh, it felt a little clunky about it, though. Um, it felt like it kind of glues you to the spot for like a second longer than you should. And, like, it releases you a split second later than you feel is comfortable from when you stop attacking. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, it seemed just standard kind of Diablo kind of game. And I'm like, you know what? That's cool. I remember there was that 40k one week. Inquisitor Martyr. I was about to Marta, ask if it, how does which, it compare to that. Honestly, compared to that, it is so much better because I hated the way Inquisitor Martyr felt to play. Yeah. It was, that was clunky and just, oh, I did not like that at all. It, that, that was not good. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm probably going to pick it up. Like, I won't get it new, but I'm going to probably pick it up like on sale or something. Yeah, yeah I like I like the Diablo kind of like uh, kind of gameplay, and you know I like 
Actually, that's the point. Is this set in the old world as well, or is this an Age of Sigmar well, thing? Well, it's... I think it's... 200 years prior to Vermintide, so... Oh, yeah, of course, that would be yeah. old world, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's um, old world. Because seemed... the old world is a better setting than the Age of Sigmar. Yeah, and it's not, like, literally <laughs> just, the just end in of general. the fucking world. <laughs> I, I think part of the problem is, is that um, Age of Sigmar is so radically different to what to a lot of things that you kind of have to make a game sort of based around the ideas of the different realms and things, as yeah. opposed to being, like, this this fantasy world that old-school fantasy kind of adhered to. I can I can sort of understand why people keep setting games in that time period. Yeah. Also, uh, you will hear this here first. This is this is a world-exclusive, everybody. Okay. Um, Vermintide 2 is getting Beast Men. Oh, yeah, it's not yeah. been announced. No, not been no. announced. We haven't um. known for months. Just letting you all know... <laughs> I am actually super looking forward to that. I need to start yeah. playing Vermintide yeah. 2 again because it's a fucking phenomenal game and I really like it. Um, but yeah, I had to make a joke about our timely yeah. mention. Um, okay, moving on from the video games uh, to some of the things that we saw there. Um, oh, there was the Bandai um, action figure. Oh, Space he looked Marine. amazing. Yeah, yeah, he looks really He's cool. He's like seven inches tall. He looks amazing. And he would make an amazing drawing reference. Yeah, because... Drawing Space Marines is it's quite difficult. It's fucking hard. So, like, I'm looking forward to it for that application, but also I want it on my shelf because it's cool. I, I, the one thing that I don't know, I, I kind of regret not asking the um, the if guy who's there. If they come painted, is yeah, are they going to come painted or not? Because well, under normal circumstances, it's Bandai, you would expect it to come painted. Mm-hmm. But given the GW thing, will you... they sell? I mean, I'm thinking maybe they'll do like, oh, it's going to be an Ultramarine because it's always yeah. An Ultramarine. I assume it's going to be painted, and you get painted. like a a blank one that you can paint because. I would like to paint. I think one. it's safe to say that even if they do come painted, a lot of People them are, are going to strip to get... them and they're going to yeah. paint them, and it's going to be like, yeah. hey. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some gigantic conversions. I saw somebody taking the piss on the internet, going, "Yeah, I'm going to get like twenty of these and make my own very expensive, huge kilt." <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus. <laughs> Can you um, fucking imagine? There's also the little chibi ones. Oh, the little ones. chibi ones, which I honestly, they're only like an inch tall. I thought they were going to be like the same size of like Neanderoid. Yeah. Which I would have really liked. But now they're like, yeah, they're only like an inch tall. They're so tiny. Mm. I was like, oh. No, they're, they're one of those things where um, I'd that like to... That could be my to, <laughs> I'd like to pick those <laughs> up provided that the price isn't too bad because those things sometimes they're fine sometimes they're really absurdly overpriced yeah of those the little like um vinyl figures basically yeah so the price is really for me what's going to be the thing because the actual designs are great Mm. but i am super stoked for the action figure that looks amazing um very cool to see it up close uh what else oh so of course there's a big thing with the contrast paint Contrast paint, yeah, a, f- a bunch of people were being dicks and stealing them because they're yeah. like second floor. They had like a big, um, big painting kind of area where everything in there was painted using these paints. I think there was a few things that weren't, but m- nearly everything. Nearly was. everything was, and they had like a bunch of just, hey, come sit down, and have a paint. So there were like a bunch of people who were stealing them, which is like you know, if you take them home and paint, I mean, it's still not good. But it's less... Well, it's it's not anywhere near as dickish as stealing them and then immediately putting them on eBay yeah, and price gouging a like a piece of shit. Yeah. It's just like, look, fuck you. I mean, again, it's like I'd still be like, eh, if somebody just nicked one, like nicked a pot to take home. But 
absolutely fuck you so hard if you go and you put it on eBay for like 40 If you're quid. just doing it to like, yeah, just gouge just price. Just fuck like, you. Because they're going to come out soon anyway. So yeah. Like, I was say, they must be out soon. They look yeah. ready. Mm. So. Um, but yeah, if, um, so if, because I know some people have like seen obviously things of it and they're not 100% sure how it works. It's like a really heavy wash that just settles into pl- into like crevices and looks darker. And So if you just can't be bothered with painting a lot of your army or whatever, you undercoat, say like, let's have some imperial fists mm. and we'll spray paint, undercoat them white and then douse them in yellow contrast paint. It's basically done. Yeah, because it's it's um, basically they work. It works the same way as when people would do it, um, where they just base coat something white and just use washes to paint the thing. But you can do it in one coat because the pigment is a lot more vibrant one and it's a lot thicker. Thick coat. They were giving out badges with one yeah. thick coat on it. Um, so <laughs> it it looks pretty good, honestly. Um, I really, I am looking forward to having a play with it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them a shot, especially. Um, like if you're one, if you have a lot of models to do, and Hi. you want, and, and you're kind of happy with the kind of look it gives, because it does give a very particular look. So if you're, if that's not what you're looking for, like my, um, my Blood Angel's success is a silver, and so just straight up I couldn't use it, um, yeah. because it wouldn't, because there's no metallics. And mm. um, so there's certain things it doesn't work for. But if it were, if it will work for you, and especially for like say things like Tyranids and. Um, pox walkers, things that are natural looking. Uh, squigs work quite well in it as well. Like you could paint all those really quickly using this. So that's good because you know um, I'm I'm basically all behind anything that removes any degree of gatekeeping behind painting. Yeah, no. So um, it's like, cause... and anything that gets you know stuff just painted easier for people. Yeah, exactly. Because like, like, there'll be a lot of people who aren't really interested in the painting part of it, but just really love say yeah. like playing so it's like yeah just literally undercoat and dunk yeah. in the contrast it's fine yeah gives a gives a really good kind of easy way to do it so i'm i'll be intrigued to see how much it costs when it comes out see it's, it's probably gonna expensive. be probably costing the same as technical paint yeah probably so it's like good few quid um but yeah so it's um looks cool i'll, I'll be interested to get some hands-on kind of play with it because it was yeah. too full to, for us to really sit down and yeah. play with it and sit down and nick things and put them on fucking ebay <laughs> like a bunch of pricks um speaking of the painting we also got to see all the golden demon entrance there were so many amazing oh, yeah. fucking um, entrance like there was a lady uh louise sugden who was also there doing like on her massive cintiq just doing awesome night art and titan art who she painted like a vapor wave Squat. squat yeah painted the necromunda squat yeah, yeah with like a, a little pink flamingo on it and i i fucking fell in love with that yeah there was there was so many amazing yeah. pieces yeah a nice chat with her actually she was really yeah nice. she was lovely yeah. um but yeah seeing the golden demon stuff up close you really do realize how good that stuff is like oh, how yeah. crazy talented the people entering are like, there, I was... Remember there, was a, there was a night that had like <sighs> intricate artwork painted all over it. Like it was it had, like, like roses, yeah. like 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 woven roses and stuff. And it was just like fuck you, dude. It was really nice. There was one of the beasts as well, which was it was like a big thing. There was like oh yeah, tearing in half a space marine. There was like like resin water that a marine was like half kind of reaching out. Yeah. And it, the painting on that was phenomenal because it was just like strokes. Yeah. Lots of is, is, it, was, it looked like a fucking oil painting. It was like, what? That was the other thing. There were so many different techniques people were so using for different, different things. And yeah, it was just really fascinating to see this stuff up close because 
Because no. like, you think it's yeah. photographed or it's good lighting or no, it is just that fucking <laughs> good. It's impossibly good. Yeah, but, but by the same token, also um, as well as being as realizing how good it really is, in some ways, seeing them up close also makes you feel a little bit better because you can kind of see it and you can see a bit more of how it's done. So it make it or it makes them look really good, but also humanizes it a little bit of going. Okay, mm. actually, it makes yeah, it makes it feel a smidge more achievable, whilst yeah. also showing off how phenomenally talented yeah. these people are. Exactly, I say it's weird. Like to me, anyway, that's that's how I felt. It, no, no, it I felt you. it managed to feel uh, like to both make them look better, but also make that mm. feel more attainable. Yeah, even though it's you know, it's really crazy. Mm ridiculously good yeah I mean that's um, what I, I liked seeing the artists at work as well because yeah. there was a bunch of digital artists just getting their stuff done yeah like do you remember you remember we were looking at that screen and it was like that just looks like it's like a 3D model yeah yeah it was a um, what was it it was on like Some a Titan sort of Titan yeah that's it yeah and it was and yeah it just looked like it was like a screenshot of like a 3D model and I was like no no she's just been sat there drawing that it's like that's mind blowing like what <laughs> and then we said you know how, how long does it take to do all those and she was like oh yeah I'll do one of those every day no, she was so, like I do like whatever. two to three a day and it's like fucking it's what like, what how and she was say it's because like but, when she's got like the template down so it's it's really just about like creating yeah. the believable colour scheme yeah I know yeah but, but even still, then it's like that is that is fucking oh, yeah. old yeah. masters level of like perfection like how <laughs> Wow, the the, the yeah. dedication and hard work that goes on there, uh, and like is is astounding. But yeah, speaking of the uh, of that area of the convention, that was where the new models were. Um, that I basically saw nothing of because I had to run off and go do something. But you guys actually saw. So um, I was just going to go through some of the new models that I ended up seeing online later. Um, and ask you know how they looked in in sort of real life and anything else that you saw that obviously I'm not going to mention here um, to tell me you know what you thought of it. Cool. So um, first up, we've got some new Horus Heresy models for both the Dark Angels and the White Scars. Really like that. Really mm. like like that. The White Scars is just like wow. Okay, thought you guys have forgotten about them. <laughs> but I no. really like the black. Terminators mm-hmm. that they've released with like the it's long kind so of um, cool. knives on a stick. I'm not sure what kind of like spear or um, pike or whatever particular. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the long stick. knives on a stick. I know they'll have a particular yeah, name. Yeah, they're power knives on a stick. Okay, good, good. There you go. But no, those look really good. Like there's some Titans Tartarus pattern armor. Um, but those look really cool. Um, there's also some a bunch of new knights come out as well. Yep. There's um, a, there's that that chaos one. Oh yeah, well there's oh. the well yeah the new chaos um, heretic like um, night kit. Looks oh, fucking that's great. so good. Mm. It's got like <laughs> its legs are like bent like an animal's, <laughs> and it's like <gasps> I need that. I need that right now. That um, is so fucking. It amazing. like accentuates the gate of the yeah. existing knights. It, it um, makes them, it makes them a little more hunched, hunched and animalistic, and I'm like that is such a per- just a, such a small. Like tweak to the design. Yeah, it's like oh, so good. I want one to the point that I kind of want. I kind of want to get one and decalcify it and make it into a loyalist one that just has that design. I just want the leggies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they also released a bunch of like um, new mechanicum and, and by extension dark mechanicum. Yeah. 
Um, one's like it's a bunch of new little armages and things with a new design that they look really really nice mm. um, I do prefer them because they look a lot chunkier than the old ones mm. I mean I like armages anyway but well, I mean yeah. I, like, the old armages are fine but I, I like the new ones because they look a bit more bulky yeah yeah I get that um, which I think they released um, some new knights and things and well time to go get me some knights for the um, Dexter Titanicus game uh, which is always interesting uh, I now have a, a warlord um, to paint, so that's that's fun. Thank you, Longfang. <laughs> um, actually, I actually went out on eBay. I got myself a couple of old school epic knights. They cost like two pounds because of the size of like an old space marine. <laughs> and they're so cute. Um, so I'm going to be I'll be painting those. They actually kind of remind me a bit of Necron Immortals, like the old school Necron Immortals. Oh yeah, they look a little similar to those like Second Ed era ones. Hmm. Um, so I'll be painting those up at some point when they arrive. Mm. Um, I actually ordered those at the Wheatus gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how how hip I am sitting there. Best evening ever. Yeah. It's like when the uh, paramedics came yesterday. They were like, "Oh, what's what's all this?" And we were like, "Oh, it's, it's like tabletop wargaming." And they were like, oh, "Okay." It's like, "Yeah, we've got it everywhere." And like he sits on the couch. He looks around. He goes. They, you really have them everywhere. Oh my god, they're everywhere. <laughs> You're fine, by the way. Huh? You're fine. Oh yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, what? I, what? You, can't, you can't just say that and then just not explain. Sorry, I just, I didn't, in my brain, it hadn't registered that I hadn't said anything about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and I had the paramedics called yesterday because I actually kind of went partially blind for a bit. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. It's fine. Oh, shit. It's, honestly, they, like, by the time they got there, I, I, I regained my vision and they'd give me basically a full quick test, like blood sugar, heart rate, blood pressure, all that. Like, they were checking me to see if I had a stroke, and I hadn't. And they were like, we, well, we can't find anything wrong with you, but there's obviously something very wrong. So, yeah, are you okay to, like, not go to hospital, or do you want to... And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. When can I play video games again? And they were like, okay, but go to the doctor at least. I'm like, yeah, okay. And basically, if this happens again, go to the fucking hospital. Yeah, yeah. So I'm fine. I just need to go to oh, like shit. the GP. I mean, like I have this every like couple of years or so, where I just get so stressed that my body basically mimics stroke symptoms. So yeah, <laughs> it's fine though. Um, yeah, no, I guess I'm being a bit blasé about this. A little bit. I'd rather that than be like than worry people. Don't worry, I'm it's, fine. Yeah, mm. it's, but yeah, yeah, it was funny to see the paramedics be like, "Dang, <laughs> what the Jeff is all this nonsense? This shit is everywhere." And I was like, <laughs> "Right, isn't it cool?" <laughs> especially, it's especially bad right now because we haven't found homes for all the stuff from Warhammer Yeah, so we've got just so. shit all over the place. <laughs> um, but anyway, moving on. Uh, also, a new Repulsor variant was put out, uh, which has got a new big, big gun on it. Um, I actually want to find the name of that thing. There we go. Uh, Repulsor Executioner. That's a good name. Uh, which has got a big, uh, an even bigger ass gun on it because the Repulsor's kind of just covered in guns anyway. <laughs> ass gun. Yes, the ass gun. So that's that's kind of a fun thing. I um, think it's it's cool, but it does bug me that it's hovering. 
Why? Because it's silly. But that's what repulsors do. Yeah, that's And they're great. so heavy that their hover tank doesn't, or their hover things don't really work super yeah, great. Well, it's not even that. The problem I have is the fact that it has like a really tiny base and it's like a millimeter off the ground. It's like, it's hovering. See, that technically counts. Is it like in the 41st millennium? Is it like, oh, if it's a hovercraft, you pay less road tax on it? <laughs> so is if it's, that, slightly, touching so if the it's ground. slightly touching the ground, then you have to pay like full tax. Yeah, but, that's like, it. That's my head canon, mm. and it's if you disagree yeah. with it, you're a fake fan. Uh, speaking of which, they also um, showed off a hovercraft. Yeah, Fuck we hovercraft. Like hovercraft. We've got another. <laughs> uh, the Scorpio. If you didn't like this, you won't believe how much you hate this thing. The Scorpius Dune Rider slash Disintegrator, <laughs> and it's fucking great. Okay, I will be honest. It is kind of cool. It's a... I saw this in person, mm. and I didn't know it was a hovercraft. <laughs> <laughs> hovercrafts are kind of inherently cool. Yeah, absolutely. They're okay. Somehow. Hovercrafts because are great. Because they're just, they're like amazingly 70s and I don't know, like, yeah. They're like this amazing piece of technology that we basically don't use. Don't ever use, yeah. Because it's kind of a bit, actually a bit shit. <laughs> I don't know. Just worse than just being a boat or being a car. Well, but, I mean, they're why less... Why are you going to be so elitist They're still used. Um, the Russian and Chinese military, have, and I think the American military have, like, some giant fucking amazing ones. I think drama, that, that's not going to change his mind. He still thinks they're a bit naff. No, 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 I love them. I think they're amazing, but I kind of love them because they are kind of shit. See, that's how I got Wib to marry me. <laughs> I pretended to be a hovercraft. <laughs> crap. I was like, and he was like, oh, I've got to put a ring on that. Oof. You dressed up like the one that used to go between Portsmouth and the Isle of Wight. Yeah, and then I would just literally like tie a rope to one end, get a bunch of people to sit on my back and just drag myself no, across the ocean. No, you took them inside you because that was how that one worked. I did not vore people. Matt, I did not for people. No, you were just wearing a really big coat and you'd wrap it around them. Oh, so I was like doing a mother hen thing. Yeah, I was like, just, yeah, I was like okay. That's anyway, this significantly hover- less creepy. <laughs> this hovercraft is really cool. Yeah, it's alright. Um, what I like about it, especially, is there's something about it that really screams rogue trader to me. Not literally, because that would be terrifying. I might make one with a speaker in it that screams rogue trader, <laughs> literally. Trader! <laughs> uh, but there's something about you see it. See if Brian Blessed's on cameos. <laughs> Get David Hayter to do it. Um, you see, you just reminded me that I could literally pay 60 quid and get David Hayter and Snake's voice to just go, Snipe, I'm proud of you. You You're could, doing yes. good. And then I just listen to that and just cry. Um, but yeah, there's something about it that really makes reminds me of that sort of anything goes sort of era of 40k. And I, I kind of feel like if you if you were making like a rogue trader era force... Um, then including that in it somehow would be really fitting. And yeah, it is pretty rogue trader. I don't know if there's something about it. It just really feels you like You see, that I me. feel that maybe you're just building up to just getting that out of the blue because you're basically slowly amassing a rogue trader force. I will be very happy when I can legally, in in, in a 40k game proper, field a, an army that consists of nothing but rogue trader models. Would you like to know how far away I am from that? I could technically field a vanguard detachment. Oh, oh dang, okay. Um, <laughs> it's closer than we think. If I get one more elite's choice. And then, my, one. and then I could field an army that consists of nothing but rogue trader models. It wouldn't be a big one, it'd just be a dreadnought, a squad of um, stern guard, and... That's still big enough and A chaplain and a lieutenant. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be it. 
Um, Ooh, but I need one more elite's choice. <laughs> better pop on eBay and get yourself an elite choice. <laughs> I, if I can find another dreadnought, then I'll be able to do it. That's my problem. I need more dreadnoughts. <laughs> if I could find yeah, another, you rope always need one more dreadnought. I need at least you, two dreadnoughts. You haven't. You have so many dreadnoughts at this point that once they I can't are built, field them all legally at once. You will have to field a second detachment in order to legally use them all in one yeah. one army. I've got a land raider for that. I'll just do that. Well, you need what you need. I'll chuck is, in like a tech marine. Well. You, what you need is you need another HQ choice. Tech, um, tech marines can be HQ choices. I don't. Can they? Can um, an Iron Priest I, in Space Wars they an HQ choice? I don't know. I've I literally never because used, I've never used one. Yeah, I've never used the tech marine. No, I mean I'm. I'll figure it out. Yeah, but yeah, I'm probably just going to do that. It's like, why are you here? We're literally only here so the boss is allowed to have more dreadnoughts. <laughs> you could literally just throw a <laughs> lieutenant who just has to run across the field and miss all the dreadnoughts. I might just, you know what, that human Lucre, like, like the um, the non dreadnought Lucre I keep talking about. I'll just have him. <laughs> Even he'll be like, "This is really weird." <laughs> <laughs> like this is the venerable like fucking sarcophagus I'm supposed to be entombed in in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird. But yeah. Or I'll um, have like one of his mates or something. But yeah, so I'm quite close to being Ooh, able to... Oh, I do to... have an Ulrich. Yeah, you could run him. I'll just run Ulrich. Although I don't know how just good he'll be on his own. Suicidal Ulrich. Hey, he's like, well, he can heal dreadnoughts emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's not a tech priest, but it doesn't matter because he'll just go up and he'll smack his, his bird on a stick and he'll be like, ah, it's good as new. This, see this baby? Smacks, like, lid of sarcophagus. Can fit so many non-heresies in them. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, and then they feel better because they're like, oh, Daddy Ulrich said I wasn't a heresy. That makes me happy. <laughs> um, and they go on stampy rampages. <laughs> but anyway, uh, last last model thing to talk about, um, or at least I was going to bring up from the list of things. I just want to talk about dreadnoughts now. You can fuck off. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to keep talking. stories about their stampy rampages. Stampy rampages! <laughs> Podcast long enough, let's move on. We also got to see a painted sister, and by we, I mean uh, I did because I saw it online. Yeah, I, like, Drama and I saw the, um, the unpainted sister. Yeah. Um, and her sprue, and a seraphim, mm. which were absolutely awesome, and I loved how they showed you just the sprue for it as well. No, that's neat, because you get to eat a bit more of a hands-on yeah. sort of God, it looks so yeah. good. I'm really... When are they finally coming out? Uh, this heard... year sometime, I think. I've heard at the end of this year. Yeah. Okay. But they're still being Just because it's like, I've never seen a release that's been so, like, protracted. Yeah, it's like decades in the making, eh? Well, well, I mean, even aside from that, like they started saying they were going to do it like last year. Or well, they said it was. La- just... they said last year that it would be out for May or June this year, and then they're like, "Oh no, just this year sometime." So hopefully, it'll be done for around Christmas. So then I'll know what I want for Christmas every time somebody asks. Instead of <laughs> saying, "I want better lock picking tools." That's a thing that the drummer Matt have I been doing. You have been learning to pick We've, locks. No, yes. we just can pick locks. Well. We went out in the middle of the night to go and buy locks from the local supermarket so we could come home and pick them. And then we did, and we're like, well, now these locks are useless. We, yeah, we did it in like two minutes, and I was like, oh, okay, that's it. And you have discovered that the concept of security is all a lie. It really is. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> Completely coincidentally, us both doing it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I bought some lockpicks, and then you were like, 
Are those lock picks? I've been watching billions of hours of this one guy who picks locks online. Can I try? And then you picked your first lock, and I was super proud. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's as easy as it looks. Like, oh. As easy as it locks. <laughs> hey. That was okay. Oh. But yeah, um, really looking forward to that. Like to the to those coming mm. out because oh the new sisters look so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are there any other models that either of you want to talk about that you saw? Or well, I wanted to talk about the um, the Chaos Knight, but I've already kind of gushed about that. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't think so. Any for you, Max? I know you were looking at the Blood Bowl like halflings and stuff. Oh yeah, the the Blood Bowl Usually halflings are adorable. <laughs> they're they're just they're, yeah they've all got little bellies and they're just adorable. <laughs> As halflings are in basically all settings. But yeah, so has anyone got any, any final thoughts about Warhammer Fest? I paid £4 for a large slush puppy that was gougy as fuck and I'm very angry. Yeah, but you got a slush puppy, so... <laughs> yeah. It was £3.50 for a small. <laughs> Oof. And like the women behind the counter looked like they wanted me fucking dead when they passed me this really small thing. I was like, oh, that's like £7 because I got two. And I was like... Because she'd filled that half yeah. one up. And I was like, actually, could you make those largest, please? And she looks at me like... She looks back <laughs> and she goes, could you make that a large, please? And we goes, excuse me? And I'm just sitting there going... Hey, you're charging that much. You're charging yeah. that much, yeah, sorry, okay. fuck off. Because <laughs> they, like, they deliberately didn't put their prices up for that stuff. Oh. So it was just like, okay, no, yeah. no. Um... But slush puppies aside, I will say I, I really enjoyed it and um, I, I, all things willing... Uh, I'd like to go back next year and go back for both days. Yes, absolutely. It was awesome. And it was like, it wasn't just awesome seeing all the amazing cosplay and being surrounded by awesome 40k stuff, but it was awesome hanging out with everybody and just just chatting the day away and just having a lot of fun in this big fucking group that we'd amassed. Yeah. Everyone was <laughs> so lovely and so much fun to hang out with. It was just so good. Yeah. Such an amazing day. So it's worth going again just to hang out with people. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, everyone was amazing. Everyone was and so not lovely. just the people we hung out with, like everyone was just in such like a good mood and was all friendly. Oh, and... it, was, it was such a wonderful kind of atmosphere. Which is completely bizarre when the fundamental point of the day is that you pay money to enter a big shop to spend more money. <laughs> like the fund- when you break it down to like completely fundamental, like it shouldn't have been you know, something to be excited about, but it was just such a nice day and everyone was so nice. Yeah, everyone was just yeah. so happy and yeah. just yeah. Oh, it was wonderful. It was really lovely. Yeah. So yeah, definitely want to go back next year for both days. Drama but come with us. Yeah, okay, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> but yeah, Drama but was like, we come with us, please. We like hanging out with you. We like you being the <laughs> voice that people recognise and then immediately go, fucking hell, it's that guy. <laughs> then being disappointed that I'm not actually as slimy as initially suspected although there were a lot of like couch jokes and uh clutch jokes <laughs> and mayonnaise jokes it was pretty good also i still have a photo of you kind of like tongue kissing one of the big posters on my he phone boy. he was yeah. very yeah. pretty because <laughs> i remember like coming out of the um the till they kind of like pushed you around like behind the tills and they had like a bunch of like big posters hanging up to separate the um, cashiers from you, uh, drummer Matt specifically, um, and there was just <laughs> like road. a bunch of pretty AOS boys there, and drummer was like, "Oh," I was like, "Take my photo with it," and then drummer was like, "I want a photo with him," and so you kind of put your hand in and rested your head on him, and then I was like, "Yeah, that's good," and then he just started like tongue like tongue out, and I'm like, "That's good too," 
This, this drama mat's having a good time. He's found a, a, a flat boyfriend. That's good. That's good. It was it was a great time. I want to go again. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so anyone else got anything else to say about it? Want sisters now. <laughs> Matt? Yep. Just yep. That's all you're going to say? Okay, good. Yep. Good, okay. Whip. What about you? Shout it in my ear, Jesus. I mean, I'm gonna... Um, I, I've said everything, so I believe it is now time for us to move on to the questions. Yes. So, Drummer Matthew, do we yes. have questions? And also, what email address should people send Drama their questions Matt. to? We have a few questions, and the email address is onlydrummermat at snipeandwib at gmail.com. Good. Good. Anywho... We have a bunch of questions, cool. which I think we'll, we'll go through and answer relatively quickly today, I think, because we've been speaking about the Warhams for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first up, Agent Sinister. Um, they sent through a bunch of doggo and cat pictures. Good. Yes. Are you going to actually remember um, to put these ones on Twitter? He probably I, I did last time. Uh, good, good. Okay. And I probably will this time. <laughs> probably. One of them, the fun story, I, um, I haven't wrote the name here, name here, so I can't. But I'll put it when I put it on Twitter. One of the dogs has recently sprained its tail by wagging it too much, which is the most adorable and sad and yet sad thing I think I've ever heard. What a sweet puppy! He's so happy. They because it's like he was so happy. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're better now because they, they said it was a while ago. Aww. So I, I hope they're better. If not, I'm wishing many many dog good cuddles. pets. Um, they also have a waifu rating. Okay. okay. Sadie Adler from Red Dead Redemption 2. I've not played I believe it. none of us have none played. None of us yeah. have played it, so I'm going to give her a hot dog. Because <laughs> they didn't have hot dogs back then, and if I gave her a hot dog, she'd blow mind her blowing. fucking mind. Yeah, it would. Yeah, okay. okay, I'm going to give her a straight yeah. 10, just on looks alone. Yeah, she looks amazing. Yeah, that I was judging purely on looks alone. It's, it's a 9 or 10. I love and that. With the obvious coat. caveat of that, you know, if it turns out she's like a racist or something, or, you know, something <laughs> awful, like, I, I reserve the right to not, to reduce the score. As do I. Yeah. But I think, I think that goes without saying, if, like, one of the characters is... <laughs> well, apparently not nowadays. So. Well, yeah. <sighs> but yeah, like, just look at It's like a badass cowboy lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she's going to give her yeah. 10... Yeah, let's go for a 10. That's cool. Uh, like, yeah, you 10 know, cows out of 10. Caveats notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next up, Doidy. First question. Can this episode be a drummer mat appreciation episode? No. Yeah, it's too late for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, However, drummer Matt is a lovely boy and we love him very much. He's appreciated. Well, they, actually wrote, they, actually, they actually wrote drummer butt and it can either be appreciation of the mat part of that or the butt part of that. Well, we will do some butt so, worship on you later. Yeah. When the next time we see you, we'll we'll do do some ass worship. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that sounds horrifying. Um, <laughs> have you Have you guys watched Over the Garden Wall? No. And if so, do you like it? No. <laughs> I I, I only not. know I, about it through seeing people on Tumblr say that it's quite good. So yeah, I watched I watched the trailer, and the trailer made me want to watch the whole series. And then you didn't. I've heard well, it. I only yeah. saw it it'd be five minutes before we started recording, so I haven't had time yet. Okay, I have fine. heard it's quite good, but I, I have I'll not seen it. I'll keep an eye out for it. I'll have to give it a watch. Yeah, yeah I don't know if it's on Netflix oh. or if it's... I think it's on YouTube. We'll figure it out. Oh. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, okay, another question. Still from Doidy. Okay. Which Primarch do you most want the opportunity to fight? Petrobo. And then in brackets, not who you think you could beat. Oh, no, I could beat Petrobo. just who do you... 
But so it's not it's not based on who you think you could be or who you could survive longest for. It's just who do you most want to punch? Fuck I mean, that guy! Yeah. I hate him so much. He is innately punchable. He's such a little fucking <laughs> shit. Oh, I could I, fucking flay that guy alive. I don't, Primark or Primark or no, I'm gonna like punch his fucking butt in. I can't. I kind of feel like Mortarian could do with a bit of a dick smack. Clean off. I mean, yeah, but not as much as like Pedarabo. But I mean, I have kind of like dibsied him. So yeah, yeah. I, I want to punch. I want to punch fucking Pedarabo's dick in. Kurz could probably do with a good dick punching in as well. I thought you were going to say good dicking. <laughs> so I think that'd help as well. <laughs> Drama, Matt. Which which Primark <laughs> would you want to like, beat the fuck out? I don't out? know. I... It's nothing personal, but probably Gilliman, just because I want to punch all of the Ultramarines. <laughs> so, yeah. Honestly, um... if you punch the Master Marine, then then all the other ones. I'm get sort of soft- p- punching all of them by proxy. Yeah. So. Punch them right in the gene seed. <laughs> it's nothing. Per- it's nothing personal. I, I will say, um, I having read um, the novel No No Fear, and um, I never, got, I never got around to finishing it, but getting through um, some of um, Dark Imperium. Uh, Gilliman is these days presented way better yeah. than it yeah, but feels Matt like. Said he... That he like nothing personal, but he wants to punch ultramarines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could Gilliman. be the nicest man in the like universe. He is, I mean, like, he is a cool dude. <laughs> Big Bobby G is yeah. very rare. I mean, you're you're from around the same time as me, like where ultramarines were fucking everywhere. Yeah, uh, when that's, it's playing. an entirely like historical resentment I have. Yeah, what is historical resentment? It was when they were bright blue and yellow as well. So like they were, or well, they had the bright red guns as well. So they were like this, uh, yeah, this primary assault yeah. on your senses. So I, I understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, last question from Doidy. Um The recent Mechanicum game, notwithstanding, why do you think um, so few? GW stories slash games involve Necrons. Because it's hard to kind of go from, like, okay, so Necrons, they want to go and do the war, but why? Well, I mean, if you're dealing with old school Necrons, it's because there's literally no personality to write from. If you're going with new school ones, it's because only their higher-ups have personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And largely, it's for the same reason that there isn't that many books that deal with anything that isn't human. It's because it's harder to write from the perspective of something that is innately alien. Because getting people, like, managing to make them not feel too human is quite difficult. I'd say there's probably, like, a big kind of, well, if we appeal to what most people seem to play anyway. Yeah. Well, like, appealing to demographics, I guess. Yeah, it's, that, that's it The majority it well. of players have, like, Space Marine armies, so let's just go for Space Marines or Imperium forces. Because that's just a sure bet. Yeah, they don't want to do anything that's slightly a little bit weirder. Yeah, and it's not to say that the, yeah. that the authors that they've got don't have the skills to do oh, it, absolutely. but just that it, it is just harder to do. And of course, that from yeah, a marketing perspective, more people are more likely to read a book that's got a space marine on the cover than a Necron on the cover. As um, as much as people will say, no, I want to read about Necrons. When you're talking about the wider like reader base of the people that they have to make sure they sell to so it's it, it's this yeah. hor- horribly boring answer i think yeah. I, I think it is it is both one of logistics and corporate and ease of actual like creation yeah. i think that's that's the real reason i mean i don't mind actually because yeah. i kind of like i mean i'm i'm kind of a fan of old school necrons anyway because i i kind of like the idea like of them being this unknowable yeah. force mm. um, which now they sort of aren't that 
They're a bit more... Mm. They're just another faction. Granted, there is one particular one that... Um, a dynasty that was... I always forget, is it dynasty or dynasty we're supposed to say here? Dynasty. Yeah. Because I've heard so <laughs> many people say both over the years. Dynasty is more of an American pronunciation. Yeah. Um, usually... In the UK, you're supposed to pronounce it dynasty. Yeah. It's usually in relation to the show. So I've heard, so some yeah. people use the American pronunciation <laughs> even while they're English. What? Look, look, don't call it dynasty. Just call it, like, dynasty. <laughs> Because that's what anyway, they're um, old. Um, there's a particular dynasty that was put out. Um, that is basically nearly all of them have got the um, what's it called? The um, all spark. The thing that the flayed ones is it the flayer virus? Um, they're all like the in, worm. They're all in fle- in, infected with it. So what? What are you talking about? <laughs> They've got viruses. They've got the Y2K virus. That's 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 the bad thing. <laughs> it sent them nuts. Uh, but they all have um, the flare virus, so they're all fucking nuts and are basically hell-bent on just destruction. So they kind of are almost these mindless killing machines that old Necrons were. I, I still think flayed ones are a bit silly. They are a bit silly, yes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, hey, that's just my opinion. So, so yeah, you like, I kind of like, I kind of like the, that old school Necron vibe. But yeah, that, that does—you really can't write a novel from that perspective. Mm. Um, that and they're relatively sort of newcomers to the setting, so they can't exactly be in um, like the Horus Heresy stuff because they just weren't around yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could write old. I mean, what would be interesting is if they wrote like, um, say, like a short story. Maybe they already have, but based around when they were still the Necron tier, uh, when they were mortal, um, and talk about the uh, you know their war with the old ones and stuff. That could be interesting. Hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> good answer. More comprehensive than I was expecting. Yeah. Okay, Dylan, they have a question for each of us. Okay. Okay, Wib, your question first. Okay. I wish to change the head of a power mall to be the head of a power hammer. Any tips you can offer? Uh, <laughs> chop like the it. The tip of a hammer. Um, chop it off on a bit that has something um, separating it. So, say, like where the handle ends. Or where the hammerhead starts, and then drill if if it's thick enough, drill into the shaft and into the head, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then use a little snip of a um, paper clip to pin it in place. Um, that's my kind of suggestion for the easiest way to do, provided you've obviously got the pieces. I don't know enough about the the subject to disagree, but sure, yeah, that, that, that's good. how I do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just cool. just pick uh, places to cut. Try and find places that there's already some kind of segmentation. So either like where mm. a handle begins, or where like there's like a, a ridge that goes around it. Basically, and cut on that find ridge. a join yes. that already exists and put it there so it looks more natural. Yeah, because then you're not trying to make a clean join between two areas that are supposed to blend into each other. Because obviously, you've got to do green stuff instead mm. to make that work. Um, regardless, whereas you can often get away without green stuffing it if you clean enough with your cut. Okay. Snipe. Mm. Do you have a favourite Space Wolf novel? No. Okay. I haven't gotten to reading them, honestly. Yeah, fair. Okay, what's your, what's, I'll, I'll change the question slightly then. What's your favourite Space Wolf story told in any form? Mm, no. 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 Okay. I don't know. I really fair. like the one about Arjak Rockfist. I think that's really cool. About how he was uh, recruited. 
Oh, he's just this gigantic blacksmith in the fucking mountains just being a total badass. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. It probably says a lot like when it comes to like Space Wolf novels of the I've read a lot more Black Library, yet I've only read two books on Space Wolves. Yeah. And they're one of my favourite <laughs> factions, so Yeah. Fair. Fair. Alright, my question. You you two get relatively straightforward questions. And yours is like Mine is what is your favourite song? Oh. Oh. I was like, uh, oh, What is your favourite Tao song? Uh, no, just, just favourite song. <laughs> From which band? My mind exploded a little bit. I know, which I don't era? want to upset. So, I had a bit of a think. I've had the time of the podcast to sort of mull it over my mind. And I think, I basically, I don't want to name... I have various favourite bands who are always up there in the top, you know, if I have to name my top five, top Yeah, yeah. Kylie Minogue. Um, yeah, yeah. Wurzels. And I don't want to upset any of them by naming one of their songs. So, um, my favourite answer, no, my, my favourite song as an answer to this question is going to be Seagulls by the um, lip re- bad lip reading guys. Okay. Because it is the song where I tend to put it on whenever I'm deciding what album to listen to. <laughs> and it just, so I end up listening to that song quite a lot and I lo- I, every time I hear it, I like it a bit more. Okay. And I liked it a lot to start with. So. Okay. It's probably not like. That is such a Literally weird my favourite song. But it is sort of actually genuinely one of my favourite songs. Do you have a favourite song? It's so good. Have you guys heard it? It's no, so I good. Will a listen later. Yeah, do you have a, a favourite song there? A favourite song? It's a very hard question. Oh, like from which band? Which era? Yeah, which yeah genre? exactly. What genre? Yeah. I could just give mine because I just know it. Okay. It's a better place, a better time by Streetlight Manifesto. Uh huh. Um. Boom. <laughs> I have to say my favourite song right now is a song called Spooky Like Halloween by a band called Twin Pumpkin. Okay. That's my favourite song right now. Okay, cool. Because they're basically like femme placebo. That's the band I was playing in the car on the way Oh, yeah, yeah, we were listening to them on the the drive. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. They're they're cool. They're cool. Yeah, very placebo-y. I enjoyed them. But yeah, so that's my favourite song right now. Okay, cool. Okay, next up we've got Acidus. Oh, hello, oh, slightly okay. drunk Specifically, Acidus. a slightly drunk Acidus. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> worried possibly if they not are still now, slightly drunk. Because I emailed in not this second. But... Well, well done, but also, damn, <laughs> dude, hydrate. Well done. Fuck me. <laughs> but... I need to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. So, since Fuck, Mario Kill isn't a thing anymore, I was thinking about what deep and insightful question I could ask the podcast right. to really explore the human psyche. But the only thing that came to mind is... I mean, yeah. You own a hair salon in the 41st millennium. One day, a space wolf comes in, sits down on the chair, and says, Surprise me. I'm going to cover my hands on the face. What kind of hairstyle do you give me? (laughs) What kind of hairstyle? Well, I mean, what hair is that they started with? They just have really long hair. I I think we'll say they, 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 you know, it's just big, long hair. They have enough hair. It's a pretty clean palette. You can do basically anything. So I can either go one of two ways. Either one, I could do like you know the really kind of like like stylish like like nineteen thirties kind of man's haircut, where it's like short back and sides, and the top is oiled. Okay. I could do that, but I'd probably I'd shave both the sides. And I'd plait up like the mohawk really hard, and I'd tie it into like a half up, half down kind of thing. And then I just basically I trim the beard to the shape of the face because this is a thing, um, you know. Like you, you can you you're supposed to trim big beards to the shape of your face, 
because it stops your face from being lost in this big bushy hedge. So I do that. I probably put a f- like a couple of plaits either side in the beard, and then I would ask him to let me like ride on his shoulder to a McDonald's and get a McFlurry. <laughs> And also, I'd be like, I'm such a fan of your work. <laughs> can I pet a Fenrisian puppy? <laughs> that can be my payment. Now, um, personally, I'd go for a beehive. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's way better. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I take it back. <laughs> oh, why don't you give him, like, you know, you know that Chav haircut from school? Where it was like... Short back and sides, but they had like a bolt, like bowl fringe mm. <laughs> that was gelled into like strips. You give it, yeah. You remember that gross ass fucking haircut? Yeah. You could do that it if was you not wanted. A good if you wanted to be killed by a space wolf, yeah, you'd get that. Yeah, try Matt. Yeah, what would you go for, Matt? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm swaying between the going back again, back to the bad school haircuts. The, back when I was in like year seven, which is you and your, I don't know, how old are you then? Eleven uh, or twelve? Seven. Anyway, like, it's not in the UK. Yeah, I guess so. 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, you turn 12 in year 7. I don't know if that equates to 7th grade in the I States. I think it is about the same, yeah. I no idea other countries didn't. Anyway, whatever. Everyone had, like, the relatively short hair, but then, like, a perfectly, like, sticky oh, outy like, fringe. Like, but just the fringe. Out, right? And it was all spiky. God, yeah. that was gross. That was I totally didn't have that, that when I was that age. I oh, absolutely God, really? did. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Neither, neither oh my god, I. did you neither both I. have that fuckboy um, haircut? Every, every single person, every, every single person. I never hung out with a boy who had that it haircut. Because they were all fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's either that, or you shave all of the top, but then like give them a really bad comb-over. Because <laughs> comb-overs are hilarious. Why are you trying to get killed by space wolves? Oh no, give him a Let's devil lock. <gasps> devil lock, way better. <laughs> Give them, like, yeah, give them a proper, yeah. like... You remember during the 80s how everyone's mum had that mullet haircut with a perm? <laughs> Where they have, like, the, the poofy fringe? Yeah. Oh, yeah, mullet. In fact, completely, genuinely, I think a space wolf could. They absolutely they could, could, though, but not, like, an 80s like, mum. Ge- like, genu- not even, like, you know, ironically or whatever. Like, they could probably genuinely... Okay, right, listen, okay we are now officially going to start up a change.org petition... <laughs> To have Forge World release special edition Space Wolf alternate heads that all have varying shades of mullets. That that would be you amazing. Call it mullets for mongrels. Yeah. Or yeah. mullets for puppets. Yeah. I think the first one was better. We'll forget the second one. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You yeah. know what? I'm just spitballing. Yeah. I'm just spitballing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. And you can't like I okay. like I think Gladius Amasida is amazingly handsome and also Solid Snake and who both have. Catastrophic mullets. Uh, yes. There's a guy at my gym that looks like Gladius <laughs> from fucking Final Fantasy, whatever the fuck, 15, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, he just walks in and I'm just like, the fuck are you doing here? Go back to Final Fantasy. God, God damn. <laughs> but like, my plan is, because a guy has been giving me hassle at the gym, I'm going to be- befriend Gladius and we're going to go and just kick his balls in. Yeah. And it's going to be great. I don't know how to get to that point. I don't know how to befriend Gladio. You could alternatively <laughs> just wear really big shoes to kick his balls right in. I could do, but I feel that I, I want to be friends with Gladio to do it because he's a big, strong man who the other guy who's been giving me trouble... Like, the problem with the big guy who's been giving me trouble is that he doesn't respect me because I'm a woman. 
So yep. he would respect Gladio, and I'd just mm. be like, very awkwardly leaning up on his shoulder, because he's way taller than me, and I'd be like, yeah, this is my buddy. <laughs> he's from Final Fantasy, and we're going to kick your fucking dick in, mate. He's going to turn around and say, I've told you like 14 times, my name is Clive, and I come from Ashbourne. It's like, his name is Noctis, and he comes from Ashbourne. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know quite how to get from A to B, but you know what, it's a plan I'm working on. So it's it's cool. yeah yeah just, yeah. Just, okay. yeah so yeah let's just yeah keep developing I, 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 it keep evolving the ideas we'll keep updated we'll it's gonna it, yeah. be great it's gonna be great yeah, yeah. good good all right okay. very last question Roxanne can I please hear the tale of the time Drummer Matt made friends with a crust punk <gasps> that's, okay. that's oh I remember that story very well see uh, Drummer Matt and I were going to a crust punk gig they were called the uh, the crusty punkers not the cleverest name. You know, I'm. Re- I'm re- no, but I mean, I'm really glad punk. that you're the one recounting this story, considering that I'm the one who actually does listen to some cross punk bands. Yeah, but the thing, yeah. I don't know why Jerome didn't invite you. Yeah, I know it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. So yeah, he spent like four hours getting ready because you know he wanted to wear his Wurzels cosplay. Yeah, because like he he just got confused with the Wurzels being cross punk. He just thought that they were cross punk. So yeah. Um. So you know, we finally get out the door. We get all the way there. And, you know, there's a guy at, 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 like, taking tickets who's got a purple hat on. Ah. Jerome Matt walks up to this guy, looks him square in the eye, and goes, I like your hat. And I was like, I think everyone released a collective breath there. Well, yeah, because normally when he says something like that, then he the, hat, ma- then the hat's, he eats it. The hat's going in his mouth, yeah. Yeah, he eats it. So, yeah, like, we went in, and, uh, yeah. Um, I, I managed to get into a, a horrible bar fight with Drummer Matt, just kind of sitting in the corner eating fairy floss and watching me glass people. And then he had to basically take me back and tell me off for being naughty. Mm. And it was it was a really nice time, actually. And so what, did he make friends with the, uh, the doorman? Oh no, he ate that man's shoes. Oh, okay. So which cross punk did he make friends with? Me. Oh, uh, he decided that I was a cross punk. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I still don't get it either. No. no. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long podcast. This guy has got to be a relatively short memory. <laughs> but yes, thank you. And please continue to send in things to, to, like, to remind me about things that happened when I was out with drama. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of weird because the guy was still wearing his shoes when drama ate. He only ate the soles of the shoes. <laughs> Well, I do like fish. Yeah. Yeah. And they... <laughs> to be fair, it was a nice place. So... <laughs> nice. I'm reminded of that fish and chip shop that's in the centre of Derby called Tasty Place, and it's spelt like a fish. Yeah, but there's also, like, a bunch of, like, lights that are busted, so it's called Tasty Pla. Well, yes, it is currently called Tasty Pla, but... <laughs> Tasty Pla. <laughs> I saw that pun and I was like, "God damn it, that's terrible!" <laughs> God damn it, that's terrible. They're fish. I heard. I heard. <laughs> no, we You're just... skating on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> you could say I'm being a real ice hole. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. Yes. Um, as ever, we are sorry. And we hope that in time you will learn to forgive us. And since Snipe is just giggling to herself, uh, I will say goodbye um, from me and say goodbye, Snipe. Bye. And say goodbye, Drummer Matt. Bye.
Good day, everybody. It's been brill.